Tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Happy Monday evening, another fun-filled live stream coming to you, like I said, live from the Bell Tower. Here we are. Hello, beautiful Bell breakers wow. it is good to be here did you just trip over your own words oh well i i, I almost said bell tower because yeah. we just finished <laughs> talking about bell tower oh gotcha I, I threw you all off you did you did it's I okay understand. it's okay i'm gonna move your camera just a second because you look taller than me i noticed that i was I, like i saw you looking you're like Why i know am I so i'm tall? like yeah I, i'm not tip i mean i you know i don't know if you're taller than me or not but no but definitely not on camera not that tall exactly How's everybody doing out there? It is once again Monday night. We are once again live for your beautiful ears, yes. um, tickling your ear hairs. There's hairs in your... Like, there is, little, yeah. Little, yeah. little sensors, it, it, sensory things. Yeah. In your, you just don't usually talk about them. <laughs> well, I am. I am. It's my show. I can talk about ear hairs. We're tickling your ear hairs with our sweet, sweet, soothing sounds of our voices, which, I mean, if you're listening to us for soothing... Um, <laughs> you've come to the wrong spot because I'm we're, sorry. We're loud. We're obnoxious. We're assholes. Yes. Um, I mean, we could try to talk in like a smoother jazz. Sound. I think we'd be like right in line with NPR if we did that. Oh but, yeah, we don't want that. And then um, next up on the agenda is yeah. sounds from the the walrus. Maybe that's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. know if that would be soothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's NPR. <sighs> what, what do I know? <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is going off rails fast. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, we are live. Um, we have a an interesting show coming to you because uh, we have. We're leading up to what could be another major major event, major yeah. like false flag event, I guess, if you're a conspiracy theorist. Another predicted uh, crisis, yeah, world global crisis, which could potentially be bigger than COVID nineteen, yes, like, like world changing, like it, it could. Which COVID nineteen was world changing, it was, but, but this would be more. But the, the powers that be say that this crisis. Is going to make COVID-19 look yeah. like nothing, pretty much. Like a blip on the radar. Yeah. This one's going to be huge. Like, yeah. and, I, and I've heard a lot of people talking about something big coming up in the fall. Mm-hmm. And now they're just tel- telegraphing it, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, with this next thing. Yeah, what this is, and um, so so we've covered a, few, a little bit on the show, some of these recent cyber attacks with the Colonial Pipeline, right. with some of these other things. We just kind of barely breezed over them just to say, hey, these things are happening. Well, coming in July, July 9th to be exact, the World Economic Forum, which is a group that basically is a group of elitists that want to 
ruin the world and run the world yes. <laughs> is what it is. Yes. Um, they're the founders of the Great Reset, which we've talked about several yeah. times on and the show. If you haven't watched that show, go back and watch it. It's very eye-opening. Yeah, and... we talked about the World Economic Forum a lot with in in the Great Reset episode yeah. and um, Build Back Better. the Build Back Better episode and. The, the Green New Deal episode, yeah. they just always seem to pop up. Yeah. They're, they're the ones they that, they, they, I mean, it's not a conspiracy theory. They, their goal is to pretty much reset yeah. the world and, like, um, pretty much flip the switch to, like, kill capitalism as we know mm. it and build a more, sus- he calls it, like, a more sustainable yeah. capitalism. Right. With or equitable capitalism. Equitable capitalism, capitalism yep. yes. And, and it's all about... You know, getting rid of private property mm-hmm. and putting you under their thumb. So coming up, though, like I started to say, July 9th, they are kicking off a new uh, simulation in regards to planning for a cyber pandemic. Which, ironically, is the same day Black Widow is supposed to come out. So guess what? They're going to push it back again. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Who knows? It's probably going to blow anyway. It so. will probably blow. Um, so this is coming out, is, this thing is happening, uh, July 9th, and the reason why this is concerning to us is because the last time the World Economic Forum participated in a a certain simulation was Event 201, which happened, I don't know if it's the last time, but it was the most notable time, which was kind of pre-planning, it was like live role-playing, uh, uh, Worldwide global pandemic. Literally months before like, the pandemic. Yeah, two months. Yeah. It was like a month or two right. before COVID-19 kicked yeah. off. And, and, all, and was, all, all the greatest players were involved with that. Bill Gates was involved. Um, who was the John Hopkins University, University was involved. Yeah. Um, the WF was yeah. majorly involved in this. And Fauci I mean, they, was involved. They, they played it out to the T. They yeah. they discussed how they, were gonna, they would implement lockdowns. They mm-hmm. would discuss how... They would handle fake news or misinformation coming mm-hmm. out of the media. And lo and behold, coincidentally, prophetically, two months later, this whole thing kicks off. And they're like, oh, good thing we planned for this. Right. So now, in less than a month, because today is June 14th, so less than a month away, um, they're planning on doing another simulation involving a cyber pandemic. And this is called... Cyber Polygon. So look this stuff up. We'll give a bunch yeah. of resources. We'll talk a lot about it in this episode. So it has this concern based on the how highly prophetic the last simulation was. It has us very concerned that this thing either will spark something like that right. or it'll predict it or they're, right. they're just really in tune with what's going right. on in the world well, that something's going to happen. That and when you look at the uptick in cyber attacks in the last year, it's just has been... Bigger and bigger and more. And, and as we looked into this, and, and we'll go over this, mm. but it, we find out that this has actually been happening a lot in other countries that people don't pay attention to as much. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of a lot of big hacks going on. Yeah. And we're going to get into it. I, I don't want to yeah. give out too much in the, the, in the pre-show here. So um, we got a lot of things to cover tonight. We're hoping to get into call-ins tonight. If you are intrigued by this, if you have more information or if you just want to tell us we're freaking morons, uh, um, we'll hopefully take that. we'll yeah we will take it. Hopefully we get the <laughs> chance for Collins in the second half of the show. Before we get into the show about Doctor Evil Klaus Schwab and his yes. his um, cyber polygon event coming up, um, before we do that, we gotta mention our 
official coffee of the Break the Bell podcast, which is the lovers of freedom, the lovers of free speech, run your mouth coffee, yes. rymcoffee.com. If you love freedom, if you love free speech as much as I love coffee, or vice versa, if you love coffee as much as I love free speech, drink run your mouth coffee because they are supporters of both of those things. They're supporters of your free speech primarily, and they're supporters of you being allowed to drink good coffee. Excellent Can you imagine coffee. how the coffee would taste in a communist country? Oh, like shit. It would be shit. Like, I mean, let's face it, it would be. Yeah, it, it, hands literally. down. It literally. Absolutely would be shit. You get your coffee ration, it's probably like... It's it's probably Folgers or something. Right. Is there something worse than Folgers? Is Maxwell House worse than <laughs> uh, Folgers? What, what's the little uh, the little coffee packets that used to come in the MREs? Um, I, I don't know. They changed that when oh, I was okay. in. It was uh, an instant. It was like Nestle Instant Coffee. Oh, okay, I think that's what my dad's had too. Yeah, so. before that, it was like even shittier than yeah. that. The Nestle ones weren't bad, but yeah. the the ones that predated that yeah. I've heard were really and shitty. And then you wouldn't have any choice. Yeah, because there would be no small business. No, so. no, you can't go to small businesses like Run Your Mouth Coffee if you're in a communist society. Exactly. No quality coffee. So that's why we need to keep pushing your liberties and your freedom so you can drink delicious coffee like Run Your Mouth Coffee. Specifically, Run Your Mouth Coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using entering the promo code BREAKTHEBELL, all one word, and you get 10% off your, your, your order. So the more stuff you order the bigger the discount will be. That's how math works. And that's how freedom works. That's how freedom works, <laughs> yes. I don't think they give discounts in communist countries no, either. No. I don't think it works that way. So support free speech, support small businesses, drink run-your-mouth coffee, rymcoffee.com. That's it. Like don't it. be a communist. Drink <laughs> rymcoffee.com. <laughs> so we're going to get into this this episode discussing this um, this upcoming cyber pandemic that they're warning us against, uh, which is terrifying if it actually is a yeah. thing. It's a terrifying concept. It's it's scarier than any like actual physical yeah. pandemic, in my opinion. It is. And I think that's what they want us to be, is super scared. Right. Check us out all, all over social media. Um, make sure you're sharing this shit around, because... I mean, this is stuff that I think everybody should know about. Absolutely. Especially, yeah. I mean, and like I said, it's coming up in less than a month. You should at least be aware that Mm -hmm. this stuff is coming up. Yeah. And you should, as we've said in many episodes, you should be preparing yourself for like worst case scenarios. Yeah. You should be becoming more self-sustaining and things like that in case things like this kick off. So like I said, share this around with all your friends, all your family, um, your moms, your dads, wives, sisters, all former roommates, former roommates, current roommates, current roommates. I mean, you could be sitting If you like them. Yeah. I mean, still share them, but if you don't yeah, like them. Um, smash that like and share button. Smack it. Not smash it. Smack. Smack it hard. Smack it. I still need to get that clip you of that do. guy saying, smack me. Um, the Twisted T guy. Smack it so uh, we can go bigger and better than we are right now. Absolutely. Do all those things that the kids say to do on social media and everywhere yes. else. We're going to get right into this. Make sure you like and subscribe and click the bell so that you'll get all our notifications. Ah, yes. All that stupid stuff. Are you ready to do this, Bill? Let's do it. Whoa. Damn. You're, Whoa. You're like just going off the rails. What is that music? I didn't even know I had that music playing. Man, what, would it, what is it? Um, It was my pre-intro music. Oh, okay. I thought I clicked off of already. And it was playing the whole time? We're still not professional. <laughs> you guys have that to look forward to. That's why we're live. We Boom. are going to get into this intro right now, and then we'll get into... The episode talking about 
a cyber pandemic. Let's do it. Let's do it. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What in the heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Uh, uh, did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. You're talking to me. Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Right. Let's get into this. Once again, you are listening to the tunes of At the Wayside from their latest EP, which I can't remember the name of again. Uh, the other side, right? No. Okay. I don't think Disregard the in between. In between. Like, yeah, something like that. In between. Anyway, check out At the Wayside. They are our friends. Um, Matt, the guitarist, came on our show a couple weeks ago to promote their new album. Check them out. Support them. Support local bands. Support all your favorite bands because they need their support your support as much as everybody else does this with all the shit that's going on Absolutely. right now we're gonna get right into this episode talking about cyber attacks which isn't something that i really concern myself with too much Not in the past typically um i mean yeah. I, I, we've been affected once by it you guys have or uh, oh yeah our, our company our yeah, company i had just started at the company yeah. and i I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't give two shits about it at that time. Yeah, right, right. like I just yeah. started, and it was, it was yeah. kind of laughable to me. because Well, I, it, it's dumb because it, it, our boss gets these emails from Nigerian princes and everything, and then, and then he'll, he'll ask us if, he thinks, if we think it might be legit. So <laughs> we, we can almost guess where he got this ransomware yes. from. Yeah, we, <laughs> so. everybody knew. Anyways, it took down some of our software. He did not pay the ransom. He, he was going to, though. He was going to, but then he decided to just let it go and then rebuild our, our data. And, and it worked out. It worked out fine. We haven't had any so, problems I since. Mean, fortunately, we we're a small enough company that I was gonna say, we yeah. didn't have... Like this massive database yeah. that we had to rebuild with right. this massive network, yeah. so it, it worked out for us. Yeah, and like I said. Although um, I, I've heard like eighty percent of small businesses hit with this kind of stuff don't recover. Really? Yeah. So we were fortunate. We then. were fortunate. That's good. But again, like you always hear of cyber attacks, like um, Target getting hacked and all right. your information being out there, and we people like us joke around. It's like to steal my identity, you can have the debt that goes yeah, right. with it. <laughs> yeah. I steal the six nickels to my name right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. I, good, I, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be highly disappointed. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> you can take it all with you and I can just start over, right? I don't need yeah. that. I can just change identities. But we have this new string of major cyber attacks going on, which yeah. seem to me different than, they are. than the, the previous ones. They're right. not like the... The data hacks right. or the data mining hacks. Yeah. It's they're actually disruptive. Yeah, disruptive, like going after the infrastructures, going right. after supply chains, yeah. um, pipelines, communication, pipelines, disrupting water supplies. Yeah, energy, all this yeah. stuff, like vital things. Yeah, right, right, vital things, and that's why it it's really 
going off on people's radar because it's so different than these mm -hmm. like even the major like data breaches and stuff. Right. This is this is something completely different than yeah. that, and it's been kind of really ramping up late last year into this year. And so mm -hmm. before we get into the whole quote unquote cyber pandemic, I just wanted to kind of recap some of those cyber attacks for everybody. Right. We've talked about a couple of them. The first one being colonial, the colonial oil hack. Yeah. We talked about briefly, which was what the biggest oil pipeline on the East Coast. Yeah. You're like right. biggest distributor it, to it, the yeah. East, it, doesn't East Coast. It, uh, it distributed like, um, Oh gosh, I think it was like seventy some percent of their oil on the on the southeast coast, yep. side. So uh, people here in the Midwest are probably like, "Well, thank God we're not on that coast." But you know, it affects us too because a lot of our energy is probably going to have to be redirected that direction right. to make up for the loss there. Yeah, right. So uh, there is impact across the country when something like that happens. Yeah. And the what was it, Darknet or Dark? What was dark side? Was that the the hacker group that hacked? Oh yeah. Um, the pipeline. They ended up getting like millions of dollars of yeah. Um, freaking Bitcoin. Or, Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, as ransom for that, yeah. and supposedly the FBI has recovered a lot of that. I ransom. saw that. Yeah, I heard that. I'm not sure how that works. Me neither. Me neither. But from what from there's got to be a way to like tag it. I would think that uh, they can trace it down. Well, the the point of cryptocurrency is you can't track you can't, it down. Oh, gotcha. Right. But from my understanding is it was all like on a server of some sort. Like the 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 um, hackers hadn't actually had access to yeah. it yet. It was all on like a server, and the FBI somehow tracked down the server right. or something. And, and I remember sure. when this when that first happened, you and I we just thought it was a little convenient because Biden was pushing his infrastructure bill, mm -hmm. and we we're like, yeah, you know, this seems a little. Odd, yeah. You know, it just seems a little convenient that right. this would happen now. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems interesting when you're pushing to revamp infrastructure, and all of a sudden the infrastructure starts getting right. hit. When he's starting to crack down on oil and stuff in the country, yeah, right. the oil sector right. gets hit, or or things yeah. like that. And, and yeah, we saw the memes of people like filling garbage bags with oil oh, or gas, and and laundry baskets, and then like, uh, and then freaking Whitmer out of Michigan, she closes, she wants to close down their pipeline. Yep. At the same time, so people are really panicking on the East Coast. And Biden shut down the pipeline up in Alaska yep, and yep. all that stuff. Then after that, there was another big hit on the U.S.'s biggest distributor of beef. Um, the company is called JBS. I think they're out of Brazil. Is that right? It's possible. It's somewhere somewhere down in South America. Um, so they got hit pretty big, and that's. That's affecting now our food supply. That's and it was in several cities across the country. Yeah. Uh, like I said, top distributor, yeah. bigger than Tyson's right. in the United States for, for meat distribution. Yeah. And, so, and don't mess with Americans' meat. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so I wanted to, to talk about that one for just a second because yeah. we haven't mentioned that one yet yeah. on this show. So this one is from uh, Bloomberg.com. It says, all of JBS's U.S. beef plants were forced to shut down by a cyber attack. This was back on May 31st. So what was that, Memorial Day? Around Memorial Day, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. So the end of last month, so two weeks ago. It was Memorial Day, exactly. So it says, a cyber attack on JBS SA, the largest meat producer globally. Largest meat producer globally? I didn't mm. realize that. Me neither. Uh, forced the shutdown of all its U.S. beef plants, wiping out output from facilities that supply almost a quarter of American supplies. Let me blow this up a little. All of the company's 
fed beef and regional beef plants were forced to shutter and all other JBS meat meat packing facilities in the country experienced some level of disruption to operations, according to an official with the United Food and Commercial Workers Internal or International Union. So all the company's plants were forced to shut down, beef fed or fed beef and regional beef plants. All their plants were shut down. Hmm. And then also a lot of the meat packing facilities shut down. That's that's a big hit. Right. That's significant. Says JBS didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Who cares? Slaughter operations across Australia were also down, according to a trade group. How does slaughter operations right? Like that's interesting. How much is affected digitally? Even mm-hmm. even the slaughtering of cows. Right. It's. I mean, I'm sure they're on some kind of schedule or yeah. Or I yeah. mean, everything's affected digitally now. Mm-hmm. Says it comes a week after attack on the Brazilian company's computer networks, according to JBS's post on Facebook, hmm. labor unions and employees. It's unclear exactly how many plants globally have been affected by ransomware attacks as Sao Paulo-based JBS has yet to read at least the details. The prospect of more extensive shutdowns worldwide is already upending agriculture markets and raising concerns about food security as hackers increasingly target critical infrastructure. Livestock futures slumped while pork prices rose. So, so you got people really on high alert about the, the right. food industry. When, If you look at this, this chart right here, this is a little pie graph on America's beef, where it comes from. And there's only five sections of this. Mm-hmm. JBS being 23% of America's beef. The, mm-hmm. high, the only one higher than that is 20%, 27% comes from other so that's just everybody else. All right, yeah. So you've got JBS at 23, Tyson at 22, Cargill at 18%, and Lusadia at 10%. And then 27% of that is all the rest of the, the meat. providers. The providers. Interesting. So you can see how JBS makes up nearly a quarter. Between JBS and Tyson, that's almost half of the I meat mean, supply for yeah. the entire United States. Imagine if just two of those were hit. Oh, yeah. How much we'd be affected? Yeah, big it, time. Obviously, just one of them. So that's why people are on high alert um, mm-hmm. with hackers now targeting our food supply. Like right. there was our energy, which, I mean, that got people scared. Like what happens when the, the, the gas line shut off? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we're this dependent on fossil fuels right. as we are, I mean, that's a big hit, especially going into summer right yeah. now. And then you talk about the food supply getting hit. Right. I mean, that, that scares the shit out of oh, people. Oh, absolutely. Says hackers now have the commodity industry in their crosshairs, with the JBS attack coming just three weeks after the Colonial Pipeline. So, like I said, different different hacks than what we we're seeing before. Right, we're seeing these industries, like these major infrastructure and supply industries, that are getting hit. Mm-hmm. Says it also happened as the global meat industry battles lingering COVID nineteen absenteeism after recovering from outbreaks last year that saw plants shut. And supplies disrupted, so they're already kind of crippled, right? And yeah. then to hit them again, right, is really crippling. Mm-hmm. So, almost seems intentional to me, right? A little bit, like the the timing of it seems very intentional. Yeah, it says the White House offered assistance to JPS after the company notified the Biden administration on Sunday of a cyber attack from a criminal organization likely based in Russia. Hmm. They always go straight for likely based in Russia. Yeah. They're the it's boogeyman that we can point at. Because, I mean, it's easy to point at them. We've been doing it for, what, 50, 60 years right, now, right. saying, oh, the, the commie bastards. Mm-mm. 
So there's that. There's that JBS one. And then we had, you had sent me this article that was these 10 other major attacks. Yeah, I got that here. In uh, the first quarter of 2021 that we hadn't even heard about most of these. So. Yeah, and yeah. I will let you okay. read that one off. I'll pull it up, though. All right, so this uh, number one, Channel 9 News out of Australia was hit. Uh, Australian broadcaster Channel 9 was hit by a cyber attack 28th of March, which rendered the channel unable to air its Sunday news bulletin and several other shows. With the unavailability of Internet access at its Sydney headquarters, the attack also interrupted operations at the network's publishing business as some of the publishing tools were also down. Although the channel first claimed that the inconvenience was due to technical Difficulties that later confirmed the cyber attack. So we're now talking communications and like media, like right. news, information. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number two, Harris Federation. And in March 2021, the London based Harris Federation suffered a ransomware attack and was forced to temporarily disable the devices and email systems of all the 50 secondary and primary academies it manages. So we're talking schools, schools. school systems. Yep. This results in over 37,000 students being unable to access their coursework and correspondence. That's interesting. Why why would they go after that? What is there to gain from From taking out the school's coursework and stuff? And uh, a lot of them are probably still doing online classes and stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure. Right. And that would just cause even more panic. Yep. Uh, Number three, the CNA Financial. One of the biggest cyber insurance firms in the U.S. CNA Financial suffered a ransomware 21st of March. 2021. The cyber attack disrupted the organization's customer and employee services for three days as CNA was forced to shut down to prevent further compromise. The cyber attack utilized a new version of the Phoenix Crypto Locker malware, which is a form of ransomware. So now the financial industry. Yep, cyber insurance. This next one's scary as this shit. One, I know, this, this one scared, one scared the, shit the shit out of me. Out of me. Yeah. Uh, number four, the Florida water system. A cyber criminal attempted to poison the water supply in Florida and managed by increasing the amount of sodium hydroxide to a potentially dangerous level. The cyber criminal was able to breach Oldsmar's computer system and briefly increase the amount of sodium hydroxide from 100 parts per million to 11,100 parts per million. That's a lot greater. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, could you imagine someone just tapping in and poisoning a water supply by altering the chemical outbase? I mean, that's just... that. Scares the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, that's a hundred times greater yeah. amount, and I'm sure they have that down to a science of oh, how much yeah. per millions that they can have, and a hundred times that is probably pretty deadly. Yeah. Um, number five, Microsoft Exchange mass cyber attack. A mass cyber attack affected millions of Microsoft clients around the globe, wherein threat actors actively exploited four zero-day vulnerabilities in Microsoft's Exchange server. It is believed that nine government agencies, as well as over 60,000 private companies in the U.S., were affected by this attack. So I've heard a little bit about these zero-day things, and mm-hmm. they're basically, I, I don't even know what they are, but there is zero patch for these, zero fix for these zero-day really? things. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it, it's pretty critical hit yeah. when you get hit with one of these zero-day vulnerabilities. Number six, airplane manufacturer Bombardier, a popular Canadian plane manufacturer Bombardier, 
suffered a data breach in February 2021. The breach resulted in the compromise of the confidential data of suppliers, customers, and around 130 employees in Costa Rica. So that's like a typical data yeah. data breach, it right. sounds like. But it it's says, still uh, pretty big. Yeah, it just says unauthorized party gained access to the data by exploiting a vulnerability in a third-party file transfer application. Stolen data was leaked on the site operated by the Klopp ransomware gang. Hmm. Interesting. Number seven, uh, globally renowned computer giant Acer suffered a ransomware attack and was asked to pay a ransom of $50 million, which made the record of the largest known ransom to date. Wow. It is believed that a cyber criminal group called Re-Evil so is... <clears throat> what I've heard is this Revel Re-Evil mm-hmm. is actually the parent company of... Or they they, I think they might sub out some work or allow the the darknet or dark dark side group. They okay. they're somehow connected to each other. Oh, okay. From what I've heard on other podcasts, mm. is that group there is kind of over the dark side group. So Interesting. the dark side group is kind of like a so lower it's like an branch. Umbrella? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, the threat actors also announced the breach on their site and leaked some images of stolen data. Uh, number eight, University of Highlands and Islands. Highlands and Islands? Highlands and Islands. Interesting. Um, a cyber attack targeting the University of Highlands and Islands forced the university to close all of its 13 colleges and research institutions to students for a day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, security professionals uncovered that the attack was launched using Cobalt Strike, a penetration testing toolkit commonly used by security researchers for legitimate purposes. Instant is just another in a series of cyber attacks targeting education sector. I wonder why they had to shut down the school, though. Just to keep yeah. them off the computers would be the most likely that thing. That would be what I would think, yeah. Like, keep them from opening something that would make things a lot worse. Though. Right. But, again, disrupting education. the education system. Yeah. Number nine, Sierra Wireless. On 20th March 2021, the multinational IoT... Internet of Things. That's like your smart home okay. devices. Device manager Sierra Wireless was hit by a ransomware attack against its internal IT systems and had to halt production of its manufacturing sites. Its consumer-facing products weren't affected, and the company was able to resume production in less than a week. They were probably testing the waters to hit the consumer-facing products. Can Mm -hmm. you imagine if some of your smart home products, if a company that runs your smart home products got hit and they somehow got into your smart home products? Yeah, all houses across... You know, whoever's got them. Yeah, that's that's freaking scary. Yeah, it is. Like yeah. your your Alexa starts like wanting to kill you, and <laughs> um, yeah. your lights start flickering on and off in the right. middle of the night. That'd be yeah. horrible. They shut down your air conditioning. <laughs> oh or, my god! Yeah. And when it's ninety five degrees right. out, um, oh, well, first world 10. problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> number ten, a Cilian supply chain security software provider, Acillion, fell victim to breach targeting its file transfer system. Many of its clients were affected by its breach. Some high-profile organizations that got caught in the crossfire include grocery giant Kroger, telecom industry leader Singtel, the University of Colorado, cybersecurity firm Qualys, and the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. A lot of confidential and sensitive data was stolen from various companies by exploiting the vulnerabilities in Acillian's FTA tool that was leaked online. So they're getting smart. Instead of going after individual companies, they're going after the companies that support a lot of individual companies. Like this affected grocery stores. This affected security, cybersecurity firms, colleges, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff just by hitting this one um, company here. Yeah. So it's interesting just seeing the different 
um, the different types of attacks going on. Yes, we did mm-hmm. see some data breaches and like leak data and stuff like yeah. I was talking about, but you saw a lot of like disruption. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, I hadn't even considered like education disruption or or things like that. Right. Um, the big I, I've been concerned about hacking um, the smart home devices for years since smart home devices came mm-hmm. out. It's like if a device has an IP address, right. it is susceptible to hacking. Right. And everything nowadays in these smart homes, especially yeah. like some of the big rich houses we go to where everything is controlled by a little keypad or from their iPads, all those devices have an IP address and they're all susceptible to hacking. Right. And all of them, I mean, could be a backdoor into the rest of your your network and the rest of your information and stuff. So, yeah. so some scary shit going on here. A lot of big hacks, and I, I'm sure... Every year there's a lot of hacks, right. and each year there's more hacks. But it seems to be a giant thing yeah. within the last year. Yeah, I had seen that cyber attacks uh, were up, I think they said, like 23% from previous years, just in this first six months. It's Really? Wow. That's, yeah. that's a pretty big increase. But then again, how many things have... How much digital things have increased right. this year as since opposed COVID. to last year? Right. Yeah, yeah, like since COVID, how many... More people are online, like working from online than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Companies that never even thought to be doing business online to survive had to go online. So now right. they're more and the ones that n- never put any thought into working online before are the ones that when they get online are putting no thought into cybersecurity at mm-hmm. all. No thought into like ransomware or right. data breaches or anything. They probably are very unprotected in their in their cyber worlds there in their right. in their businesses. So um this is just like a treasure mine for for like small time hackers as well as these these big time hackers now that are hitting massive corporations and massive like um disruptive type services. Right. right. So I wanted to bring up apparently everything obviously ties back to COVID nineteen. Yes. COVID nineteen is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Klaus. 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 Mr. Klaus. Yes, he loves it. So, yeah, he lo- Yeah, he absolutely loves COVID-19. He specifically has said how much he loves COVID-19 yes. because of all the doors it opened for him and his agendas. But this article here from Government Technology says that 2020 was the year that the COVID-19 crisis brought on the cyber pandemic. That's beautiful. It is. It's, it's convenient how that works. And... Based on what we just said about like small businesses, I see that, but I also see how they use COVID nineteen to push like barge open doors. Right. To like like we said, COVID nineteen made everybody more susceptible to climate change. Mm-hmm. COVID nineteen made um, us like I- inequality a bigger thing. It, it just everything falls back right. on COVID nineteen. So now COVID nineteen brought us this new cyber pandemic, which happened in 2020. I didn't even know. Some people are saying the cyber pandemic started back in 2020. Oh, so really? it's already started. Huh. I, I don't think it's the big thing that we are predicting on this show, yeah. this episode, but it has already started according to these people. Yeah. So I'm going to breeze through this article real quick just to tell you what they say we have in store for us. It says 2020 will be remembered as a uniquely disruptive year, but not just for global health crisis. Online life was digitally was digitally transformed as exponential change accelerated at home and work via cyberspace. 
says, ask almost anyone what the top global story was for 2020, and they will likely start with the COVID-19 pandemic. But there is much, much more to the story. 2020 will also be remembered as the year that security events exploded and cyber incidents transformed society in numerous ways, considering the small sample of headline stories. So here's a list of the headlines of different news agencies back a year, within the last year. Biz Journal says <clears throat> cyber attacks are on the rise during the COVID-19 pandemic. BBC says coronavirus, how the world of work may change forever. Um, Interpol says Interpol report shows alarming rate of cyber attacks during COVID-19. Tech Explorer says ransomware surge imperils hospitals as, pandem as the pandemic intensifies. You didn't even really hear about that much, no, but apparently it was a thing. And obviously that would be a major, major issue if they hit our hospital system, right. especially during a, co like a pandemic right. response. Um, it says ZDNet says COVID-19 pandemic delivers extraordinary array of cybersecurity challenges. And then so on, so on. It says the magnitude of this overall online set of internet trends has revealed many positive benefits. For example, numerous people are enjoying quality of life benefits received in the move to working from home. That's quality of life, getting to work from home. Yeah, I don't think getting so. Getting shut in your home for... Right. For six, eight months, that doesn't seem like quality of life no. benefits. I, to I me. saw people would do fake like, like drive to works where they drive around <laughs> the block a couple <laughs> times just to get out of the house wow. for a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know when you get pissed off at work, right? Sometimes it's nice to get pissed off when you're far from home and right. you have at least that <laughs> that decompression hour drive home right. to yeah. And, and people were manufacturing that. They're like, fuck this job, I'm out of here. Well, Honey, I'm going around the block. <laughs> according to this, it brought on a new quality of life, being Beautiful. able to work from home. Going further, some experts argue that technology has been a silver lining during the pandemic, since so many communication, business, and personnel interactions moved online without significant outages or business impacts for 80% of the economy. Really? Hmm. Including hotels, it says, and tr or excluding hotels oh, and right, travel and right. restaurants. I was like, how does that include hotels yeah. and restaurants? <laughs> In a sense, cyberspace has stepped up the challenge brought by COVID-19 in ways that it did not happen during the last major pandemic in 1918. Well, obviously, no shit. <laughs> didn't have these options. Right. <clears throat> the negative cybersecurity impacts of these online changes have led many experts to summarize the combined events this year as a growing cyber pandemic. You're going to hear that a lot. Yeah. It's a scare word. It's right. like how COVID pandemic was a scare word. They're yeah. going to... It's another opportunity to scare us into compliance. It's their buzzword. It is. Pandemic. You throw a pandemic on the end of anything now. Um, we got the, you know, I'm surprised climate change hasn't be, become oh, the climate pandemic. Yeah. It, it will. It, it will. will. It, it Before the to. end of the world. Or the <laughs> end of the world? <laughs> the end of the year it will. Wow. But yes, and the end of the world. <laughs> you, that's a prediction. It is. You might not have known you had inside <laughs> you. In this year-end perspective, global people, process, and technology changes in moving to digital transactions from home have been a type of Trojan horse for cyber criminals. Like I said, it's a, it's a gold mine. Yeah. All these people going online that never were before, that many more opportunities mm -hmm. for cyber attacks. Says, I jumped on the bandwagon as an early voice using this new term, cyber pandemic. It's his favorite term, apparently. Apparently. Um, for example, in early June— this a drinking game. In early June, I asked, is a cyber pandemic coming? This was right after the CEO of Checkpoint told a four-day online summit organized by 
Israeli-American Council and the Perez Center for Peace and Innovation that we need to prepare for the coming cyber pandemic. Man, well, you'd be trashed if you took a <laughs> right? shot every time. Oh, I don't even have your face here. People aren't even seeing you take your oh, shots. Damn. I'm sorry. There you are. Sorry. Going further, consider these global stories. How these are it's all the same thing. Just a bunch of other stories about cyber pandemic, cyber pandemic. Look at this. Cybersecurity world. A uh, pandemic do dominates the cybersecurity world. Next global crisis is a cybersecurity pandemic. Uh, cyber pandemic survival guide. Australia under cyber attack. Is the world facing a cyber pandemic? Um, it, do you think it's coincidence that everybody's using the same buzzwords over and over no, and over? No, not at all. It's it's organized. You remember we talked about the Build Back Better mm -hmm. and how that was seen as Joe Biden's like original. It was kind of his answer to make America great. Right. It's right. like, well, that's, that's kind of cheesy. The alliteration's kind of right. cheesy with all the Bs. And then we found out yeah. that this was... A devised thing yeah. by none other than the World Economic yeah. Forum, who is the ones making these claims about the cyber pandemic. Right. Yeah. So it's like the World Economic Forum is the ones that comes up with the buzzwords, yeah. like the scare tactics right. or or the these buzzwords to get people yeah. talking and saying it, the same things. It's psyops. It is. And it absolutely like, just, is. Just keep using this over and over again because then... France is using it, and Canada's using it, and, and Britain's using it, yeah. and it's all over the place. Yeah, and if everybody's saying it, it must be mm, true, right? right? Absolutely. I mean, that's what they want you to think, and that's what this article is saying. It's like, look at all these global stories, cyber pandemic, cyber pandemic, cyber. And it's like he's saying, it's no coincidence because it's happening. And to me, it's like, it's no coincidence because that's what they want you exactly. to say. Exactly. They want you saying this shit. So, I mean, like I said, it's all freaking fear porn. And yeah. again, I can see the potential of something like this happening. We've been talking about, like, if they flip the switch off. Yeah. We've been personally talking about it for four or five years now. Right, yeah. Almost since I knew you. Just like, what happens if they did yeah. attack our I mean, grid? We, yeah, because we've been, like, coming up with plans of yeah. action. And, and imagine coming out of a a pandemic right i mean you've been shut in your house for the last year you, you're afraid for your life you're wearing masks you know you're you're doing whatever the government tells you to do so that you and your your fellow americans can survive and then all of a sudden the cyber pandemic yeah. cyber pandemic all over the place right mm -hmm. i mean well first do? of all they scared you inside you right. know, online right. and now they're scaring you offline yeah, yeah. because <laughs> the, all the fear pushed you into this on online um, scary environment. Now all of a sudden it's just like, well, don't yeah. you can't even move around freely there because yeah. of a cyber pandemic. You can't move around freely and outside because of the physical pandemic. Exactly. But now you can't move around freely. And, and you online. made the comment earlier. It's like all these small businesses had to adapt mm -hmm. to a digital like world to be able to survive. Yep. And now they're coming in and they're going to strip that away. It's like the I, I was going to talk about that a little later, but... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, it's like, to me, it almost seems from my conspiracy mind yeah. that they corralled all the small businesses. Well, they shut most of them out. Right. Like, a lot of them died. The ones that were able to adapt, the ones that were resilient enough to move to online, now they've got you corralled online right. to where they can take you all out in one fell swoop. Yeah. Just 
just knock them all out. Mm -hmm. So I I will get into that a little bit more, because in the second half, we're going to talk more on the conspiracy side of this. Because right now, we're just talking about the potential of a cyber (laughs) pandemic. And in the second half, I want to bring up, like, is this a pre-planned thing? Is this this an actual event that they're going to kick off to spark this great reset or to flip, like, literally flip the switch off that Klaus Schwab wants to flip? Before we do that, I do want to get to Klaus Schwab yes. because I told you how this buzzword, cyber pandemic, came from somewhere. Yeah. Let's hear what Mr. Schwab has to say about this. And this is the head of the World Economic it's, Forum. Yes, this is the blowfield, blowfield of, uh, of the world. We would like to—I mean, if you have, don't know who this is, we'd like to get into details, but we have an entire episode— Yeah on the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. It can't say enough. Like, we build on a lot of our previous episodes, so you have to go back and listen to some of those if you want to get a better understanding of who some of these people are. But this is Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum. Let me share this screen. Here we go. The World Economic Forum recently published the COVID-19 risks outlook. The third greatest concern for companies surveyed is the increase of cyber attacks. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. So that is Klaus Schwab and his dubious warning against a major cyber attack. Yes. How many different languages does he read that in and (laughs) reshoot that in? Because you could tell he barely knew English. Right. Because he said COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that the real uh, focus should be on his hand movements because, Uh man, those were furious. I mean, the... the, They were. They were... He was really emphasizing what he was talking about. And they were strong, too. They They were very strong. Donald Trump's weird, like, accordion hand Yeah, right, right. I never understood what he was doing there. He he hates his hands anyways, but this guy obviously loves his hands. I think Trump was always holding his hands closer to the camera, so... (laughs) To make him look bigger. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he was doing. (laughs) My fellow Americans... <laughs> what? Watch it with three. On my hands, huge. <laughs> you you need to watch this with three D glasses, and you can see in three dimensions how big my bigly my hands are. <laughs> I have the bigliest hands. That's what Melania tells me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she doesn't. <laughs> oh man, how did we get there? So <laughs> this is Klaus Schwab. At the beginning of this was his opening remarks for this cyber polygon event that. Happened last year. So it's coming up in July 9th, but it happened on July 8th last year. And I think it happened on two years ago, too. So I think this is the third one. Yeah. This is him, like I said, at the beginning of this Cyber Polygon event. His opening statements. Yeah. 100% like scare you into submission type opening statements. It's like... This is going to happen. This is going to be way bigger than COVID-19. He pretty much, I think he literally said, 
It's going to make COVID-19 look like right. nothing yeah. compared to what's going to happen here. It's going to be like 10 times the size or the, the spread mm-hmm. speed of COVID-19. It's just going to be huge. We we got to be scared. Right. And we're going to tell you how to deal with this yeah. on a global level because that's what we do. We get together and figure out how to fix things on a global scale for everybody, for the entire world. We talked about... Um, what was it, the G7 Yes, on yeah. the weekend wrap-up and how it's just a bunch of like rich countries getting together to figure yeah. out the good of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like the World Economic Forum. is a bunch of rich people. You you know that guy's not hurting for money no. and giving his money away no. to all the, the poor bastards. No, he's profiting off of these kinds of speeches. He's making a killing off of these events. Yeah. To say, hey, we need to more equality, yeah. guys. Guys, we need more equality to be right. a better world. Why don't you get rid of your probably $1,500 suit there right? and actually get down on the level of the people right. that you're saying we need to be more equal with? Yeah. It just it cracks me up when you have people like him mm-hmm. trying to say what's best for equality right. in the world. Yeah. So what is Cyber Polygon, Bill? Do you know? Well, I think we just talked about it. <laughs> well, do we want a it, better understanding of what it is? Absolutely, we do. All right. I actually have my screen where it needs to be. What is Cyber Polygon is the question on this article. Oh, this is straight from the World Economic Forum's website, weforum.org. So this isn't some quack conspiracy theorist making right. stuff up. This is actually straight from... Yes, and yeah. a lot of times, as we've learned on their websites, they spell it out for us. Yeah, they are not ones that they don't. It, it's not, not like they're trying to right. hide, cover their their yeah. tracks. They literally come out and say, "We need to reset capitalism." Yeah, to this new kind of new kind of capitalism, yeah. more equitable capitalism yeah. without private property. Do you know what equitable capitalism is? It's socialism, socialism right? <laughs> it's like they're just rebranding, yeah, right. yeah. reusing the word. No, no cap- it's not socialism. It's equitable capitalism, <laughs> yes. where everybody's equal. So it says, Cyber Polygon is a unique cybersecurity event that combines the world's largest technical training exercise for corporate teams and online conference featuring senior officials from international organizations and leading corporations. The 2021 conference discusses the key risks of digitalization and best practices for the secure development of digital ecosystems. What's a digital ecosystem? Huh. And my guess is it's basically like the the internet world. Yeah. And the infrastructure for the for the rest of the world. Um the 2021 technical exercise builds and tests the skills needed to protect our industries centering on targeted supply chain attacks. So they're not actually saying cyber pandemics here, but they are saying targeted supply chain attacks which Right. It's big, and it's bad, and right. it's ugly, and things would get really, really bad yeah. if something like that happened. Well, again, look at the, the attacks that have come. You know, look at, uh, at the scope. You know, look at where they could be going. Yeah. Cyber Polygon 2021 says, This year's discussion during the live stream conference will center on secure development of ecosystems with global digitalization further accelerating and people, companies, and countries becoming more interconnected security every single element of a supply chain is key to ensuring the stability of the whole system during the technical exercise participants will hone their 
practical skills in mitigating a targeted supply chain attack on a corporate ecosystem in real time. The event will be held on July 9th. Applications from the organizations wishing to join the training are open. We should fill out an application. We should. That would be excellent. We should go. I wonder how much that costs. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's their overview of what this event is. But that doesn't say a whole lot of what right. they do. Right. Which I, I read a, a PDF form where they had submitted. Do you have that? No, but I got this other one from one of the key players, one of the key businesses involved in this thing. Okay. Um, they are No, this is actually um, this company kind of recapping cyber... Um, Polygon 2020. Oh, so. okay. So, so basically, what happens is these companies come in and they they join in. They mm-hmm. they pay their fee. They they enter the, the cyber polygon, right? Right. And then what happens is they are they are given like basically they're they're counted out, right? Their their names are thrown into a hat, and they, and they pick them out. They draw names and they select them: blue team and red team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blue team is on the offensive. Their job is to try to penetrate the infrastructure, disrupt the supply chains, cause as much damage as possible. Right? You've seen uh, the diehard um, yeah uh, I was fire sale. Bring that up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're supposed to do that. Then you got the blue team, and the blue team's job is to play defense, mm-hmm. do whatever they can to stop them, to minimize damage, and figure out what they need to do to to prevent the fire sale from happening and the collapse of democracy. So war games. Know. But it's war games. War games. And war what, games. what always happens after war games that we've seen? Unfortunately, the real thing happens. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> yeah, after right, the war right. games happen. Yeah. So. And, and it's usually you know by some participant that's involved in the war games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's directly connected somehow yeah. to those participants. Yeah, and they were like, damn, I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> so this comes from S- sburbank.com, and this was one of the, the players in... The 2020 um, Cyber Olympics, I guess we we could call them. Cyber cyber Games. Nice. Um, So this one says, on July 2020 in Moscow, Cyber Polygon 2020 International... Moscow? I'm going to get there. (laughs) I'm going to get there. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) This is riddled with irony, just so you know. But I'm going to get there. All right, I'll stop. (laughs) Cyber Polygon 2020 International Online Cybersecurity Exercise is over. It is a project jointly run by the Center for Cybersecurity of the World Economic Forum, S. Burbank Group, and Buy.Zone. The main topic of Cyber Polygon 2020 was the preparation for a large-scale cyber crisis that might happen amid accelerating dig- digitization and climbing numbers of cyber crimes. It says the main topic of 2020 was the prevention of a digital pandemic. So it's digital pandemic then, yes. but now it's a cyber, it's cyber pandemic. Well, it comes off the tongue easier. Well, yeah, and we're translating from whatever Klaus is too, so right. um, yes. it might have been Frickin translated Klaus. differently. Um, that might happen considering the high speed of global digitization. The event featured two simultaneous tracks, an online broadcast for a large audience, and an exercise for cybersecurity professionals. During the technical training, response teams from 120 largest Russian and international organizations and 29 countries trained how to deal with a targeted attack aimed at stealing confidential data and damaging reputations. The Zone team pretended to be the attackers. At the start of the webcast, Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the WEF, welcomed the Polygon participants. This is the statement that I just showed you 
about because he says he emphasized that humanity faces a critical moment for the first time since World War II when technology develops extremely fast and cybersecurity comes f- to the forefront. So that's that's damning there. Right. Right. Since the biggest th- threat since World War II right. when it comes to technology development. Says the speakers talked about risks that may be caused by the digitization and how the pandemic-triggered crisis could affect our attitude towards this process. After the dialogue, speeches were delivered by Jeremy Jurgens, chief business officer and member of the executive committee of the WEF, Sebastian Tolstoy, President for Sales of Eastern Europe and Central Asia at Ericsson and head of Ericsson Russia, and Alexei Kornia, CEO of MTS. It also had, it doesn't say here, but um, Tony Blair was there. Okay. The former prime minister Mm -hmm. of Britain. He was one of the key speakers, too. Hmm. So it goes on and on and on. The, The main things I want to point out were at the top here of what they did and what they're about, planning for this digital pandemic scary words that come out of the wef that now since july of 2020 all these news agencies are saying the same thing Mm -hmm. over and over the ironic part that you kind of brought up was it was jointly run by the wef sbr bank do you know what that is bill i don't sbr bank is a state-owned russian banking and financial service company headquartered in moscow interesting very interesting the other one is Buy.Zone, which is, let's see if I can find that one. Buy.Zone is a cybersecurity and solutions developer. The company develops products and automated solutions in the cybersecurity domain, investigates cybercrimes, and, anal- and analyses the, analyzes the IT infrastructure protection level. Uh, Buy.Zone's customers include Russian and foreign corporations. This is a Russian cybersecurity yes, company. Yes, that's the irony of is it. Is what it is. Yes. So that's, that's one thing I wanted to point out to you. Yeah. When you look back at all these attacks, these major attacks, who are they pointing their fingers at? Russia. Who are they pointing for uh, the dark web or the dark dark side? Yeah. It's, it's a it's Russian, Russian organization right. that... What was that other one you said? That uh, Re- Revil. Revil? Yeah. That was a Russian organization. Right. Even Biden is coming out and saying, hey, we need to... He was pretty much arming the military to combat cybercrime. Right. It yeah. was like going to be a military um, yeah. strategy now, was combating some of these cyber attacks yeah. from well, Russia, specifically from Russia. Right. Well, and he was putting sanctions on Russia because he was... <clears throat> yeah. he was accusing them of these hacks as well. And it point, apparently it was going to be like a heated conversation between him, him and, and Putin. Putin. Right, we know how that's going to go. G7 summit, yeah. Um, so we're blaming Russia, Yeah. yet <laughs> the WEF that is really fighting to mitigate the, the, the effects of a cyber pandemic, they're partnered directly with Russian entities. Yeah. That's, with uh, Russian cybersecurity firms, with Russian banking industries. Yeah. I have a list of all the companies that are involved in these. And and there's American companies involved, too. So it's of not course. like just the WAF in Russia. Yeah. So you can't just be like, well, we don't have any part in that. That's them in Russia. So right. we should be worried about that. No, because one of the key, the biggest partners is IBM, mm-hmm. which is an American organization. Right. ICANN is a, an internet 
yeah company based here in LA. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an American company. Then we got TASS, which is Russia's leading state news agency. Interesting. They're they're on board with it. Euronews. Um SureBank is Russia's largest bank and lending global financial institution. Like I said, IBM. Ernst and Young. Um Freedom Finance, I'm pretty sure it was Russian. Ironic. Rabita Bank says launched in '93. It's operating in Azerbaijan, which we which we talk about a yes, lot. It's a area under conflict with Russia, right? Uh, yes. Um, Rabota is a company. Um, it's it's part of the Esper Bank, that okay. the, the Russian bank. So it it's kind of a, a smaller entity of that Russian bank. Sido. Doesn't say where they're from. Hmm. Uh, it says under the Tayuman region. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Insibe is a Spanish cybersecurity institute, but there, there. I mean, there's a bunch of Russian ones. If hmm. you scroll down through this, I'm sure. Is Kazakhstan part of like former yeah. Soviet Union? Yep. yep. There's a lot of them out of Kazakhstan. Evator appeared on the market in 2016. The name Evator originates from a Russian word combination. So it's a Russian company. Hmm. Capital Bank is a major banking production company. United States, right? Um, it says to the state and state-owned companies and big corporations. This isn't capital with a C. This oh. is capital with a K. Oh. It's a cap- <laughs> Capital Bank Azerbaijan. So oh, okay. another that's, former that's Soviet Union. A little deceiving. Yeah. Uh, Pasha Bank is Azerbaijan. We got this bank here in Kazakhstan. <laughs> I mean, they all come out like this here. I can't even... Autonomous Nonprofit Organization Center for Youth Environment Research and Network Monitoring, or CERNM, is an organization established by the order of the Russian president on October 2018. Their mission is to mitigate the impact of negative information on the young generation. So it's... Damn. You know what that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all... um, what propaganda? Yeah. It's Russian propaganda yeah, exactly. organization. <laughs> oh, so there. This is Pochta Bank, which is a Russian bank. It's all like Russian and yeah, re- foreign Russian, except for IBM and and the place in LA. And there's a few European banks and Spanish banks and stuff, yeah, but but primarily Russian. Russian U- Plekhanov Russian University. So why the hell would you want to get involved in this? It just sounds like you're 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 throwing the chickens to the 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 coyotes. That that's what blew my mind to me. Yeah. It was like the people that we we at least are claiming are the most responsible for this. Yeah, are the ones that we are or not us, but the WF yeah. is partnering with to say, hey, how can we fix this problem? Yeah. Well, first of all, if the Russians are the one doing it, they can stop doing that. That would right. fix the yeah, problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I'm not saying that the Russian government is responsible for it, but it's kind of like the Wuhan lab mm-hmm. or any Chinese run agency right. that falls directly under the jurisdiction of yeah. the Chinese government. I'm yeah. I'm positive that's how well, these Russian and, organizations and, are too. And one of the articles I had read, I, I should have sent it to you. Um a lot of the victims of these hacks and Cyber attacks mm-hmm. are opponents of Vladimir Putin. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they they are the ones that most affected by these. Yeah. Well, I I had read and heard that these groups like um, Dark Side and the what was the other one? Oh, Revel. Revel. They operate in former 
Soviet Union territories. Sure. And they specifically do not target any companies that are in the former Soviet Union states. So, is what is is this a um, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, you know, in the mob when they're like doing protection racketeering, you know. Uh-huh. So they're like, here, you, you join our organization, your our our poly cyber our cybergon. Cyber polygon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> cyber polygon. And um and we'll make sure that you're protected from cyber attacks. That's kind of what it sounds like. It, you, it really you, does. You buy into this, yeah. And you get a free pass or right. something. Yeah. I mean it's it's extortion. That's what it is. It's extortion. I mean, it's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna keep the hen house uh, safe. Here's our top security guy, Wiley E. <laughs> right. That or these Russian entities aren't the ones behind these major, like That's, major attacks. Right. Which is possible. And which, maybe there there maybe, I mean, you know, I watch a lot of movies. Maybe somehow they're able to make it look like it's coming from Russia, and or it's not. The WF who wants to push this impending pandemic. Maybe that's why they're partnering with the Russian state and the Russian organizations because they're the ones pushing who are out hacking. So let's get let's get in bed with all the biggest hackers right. to push this pandemic out onto yeah. the world. I mean, this is just conspiracy mind, right. but yeah. we're not no, the only ones thinking it. No, no. It's I mean, all over the place. It's always a red flag when when these war games kick oh, off yeah. anymore, especially from the WEF who wants to reset Right. I mean, it's Society. right behind the guy. It says <laughs> the Great Reset. Yes. Yep. It's <laughs> he's right not there. hiding it. No, he's not. He wants to flip that yeah. switch. And so he almost seems too excited in this video. Oh, for he this does. Impen- uh, again, impending- his, his hands were, were very emphatic. <laughs> he's like, this is going to be horrible, guys. But he's got the shit-eating <laughs> grin yeah. on his face. He's it's like, going to suck for everybody. Guys, it's, we got we to do something <laughs> about this. I mean, he, you know he's wanting this. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get into, uh, right now I'm going to talk a little bit, before we get into break, a little bit about what something like this, this cyber pandemic, the buzzword, what that might, what effects that might have on some of us. And we we know some of them, like the food supply gets shut off. I mean, you're talking like supply truck. It's sad that we've reached a point where if you, all you have to do is shut off like the trucking process, like the shipment process. We're all fucked because we don't get anything locally anymore. Right. Yeah, like like I said, most of our beef comes from like Brazil and Australia. When right. we have cows, plenty of cows right, right. here, yeah. but most of it we get from a foreign company, yeah. that JST or whoever it was. So th- this is an insider article. A lot of articles this week, but a lot of information to share. Um, from Insider says cyber attacks are the newest frontier of war. What is this shit? Get out of my face. Um, cyber attacks are the newest frontier of war and can strike harder than a natural disaster. Here's why the U.S. could struggle to cope if it got hit. First of all, we struggled to cope because we're all a bunch of pansies. Yeah. And we're, we're none of us are self-sustaining anymore. Right. We depend way too much on, A, the Internet, B, foreign, like, shipment and yeah. supplies and food when we should be <laughs> kind right. of trying yeah. to sustain I ourselves. Mean, we live in the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, we drive by enough farms with cows and pigs and chickens. I mean, it's like you would think that we could localize a little bit more. But we don't. No. And I'm sure that's 100% intentional. Absolutely. So it says, imagine waking up one day and feeling as if a hurricane hit, except everything is still standing. The lights are out. There's no running water. You have no phone signal, no internet, no heating, no air conditioning, 
Food starts rotting in your fridge. Hospitals struggle to save their patients. Trains and planes are stuck. We had a minor experience of that after the big freaking right. derecho storm, the land hurricane last summer. Right. Lights were out. Phone communication was down. People were starting to lose their minds because the yeah. power was off, even though they still had some form of internet connection. Right. Imagine when that's all gone. Right, yeah. The food supply's gone. I mean, at least we could still get food. Yeah. Supply routes weren't completely terminated. No, I mean, there was no way to cool anything. Running water wasn't shut off. No, Imagine if running water gets shut yeah. off. Gas was still on. Yeah. So. Says there are, are none of the collapsed buildings or torn up trees that accompany a hurricane and no flood water, but all at the same time, the world you took for granted has collapsed. This is what it would look like if hackers decided to take your country offline. It says Business Insider has researched the state of cyber warfare and spoken with experts in cyber defense to piece together what a large-scale attack on a country like the U.S. could look like. Nowadays, nations have the ability to cause warlike damage to their enemies' vital infrastructure without launching a military strike. Helped along by both new offensive technology and the inexor inexorable drive to connect more and more systems to the Internet. What makes infrastructure systems so vulnerable is that they exist at the crossroad between the digital world and the physical world, said Andrew Sonkev, the director of technology for cyber defense from Darktrace. That sounds like an, a nefarious a little bit. cyber defense yeah. firm, Darktrace. Darktrace. Why, why do they all go dark? <laughs> right. <laughs> Computers increasingly control operational technology that were previously in the hands of humans. Whether the system that route electricity through power lines or the mechanisms that open and close a dam. Interesting thing, if you think about it, though, is these systems are pretty antiquated systems that we just retrofitted digital systems to. It's not like right. we – a lot of, like, the, the power grid hasn't been completely re revamped. Right. It's the old-school power grid. We just retrofitted a digital system on it. Right. So that's why it gets really yeah. sketchy – if you start fucking around with the digital system, because, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> the system wasn't made to do what it's doing in the first place. Right. So yeah. you shut it down, and we're, you're pretty screwed. Yeah, right. <clears throat> it says these systems have been connected to the Wild West of the Internet, and there are exponential opportunities to break them in. It's interesting to me when they, they come up with words like the Wild West of the Internet, because that yeah. sounds to me like it needs regulation. It needs a lot yeah. of regulation. Yep. That's yep. that's. I mean, we we talk about how Texas is considered the Wild mm -hmm. West of the United States because they're the least regulated. They're yeah. kind of more self-connected than yeah. they don't. They have their own power grid, and everybody balks at them for being unregulated. Yeah. So right. when they come up and say the Wild West of the Internet, that tells me, yeah. hey, hey, we we need to crack down on the Internet yep. and make it more regulated. Yeah, I know, I agree, and it that 100%. scares me when, no, when me too. terms like regulation come up. It scares me. Yeah. Most U.S. critical infrastructure is owned by private businesses. Yeah. The fact that they're pointing that out tells me that they're saying that that's a problem. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Most critical infrastructures in the U.S. are owned by private businesses, and the state does not incentivize them to prioritize cyber defense. We saw these exact things being said about Texas mm -hmm. and their, their private power grid, yep. saying how they weren't um, being forced to, like— Maintain, maintain the standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, weather control and mm -hmm. stuff. It says that's according to Phil Naray, an, an industrial cybersecurity expert for CyberX. 
For most of the utilities in the U.S., the monitoring is not in place right now. One of the most obvious vulnerabilities experts identify is the power grid, relied upon by virtually everyone living and working in a developed country. Hackers showed that they could plunge thousands of people into darkness when they knocked out parts of the grid in Ukraine in 2015 and 16. And that, I they say, was Russia. Mm-hmm. They've been, it says in 15 and 16, but basically since, you know, when they tried to annex back, back Ukraine back then, almost since then, they've been using Ukraine as kind of their playground for right. for cyber hackers to just kind of fuck around and see what they can do. Yep. They shut people out for power off for like six hours at a time or mm-hmm. more sometimes yeah what was it they said uh they attacked three different power uh, stations and knocked two hundred fifty-five thousand people without power yeah there was one event that they said was like a hairline away from being considered a cyber war yeah pretty much so yeah. it, it it got pretty bad over there and um so, so we know it's possible for these right. hackers to do it. And, well, and I, I, I read that uh, Colombia is actually the country that is cyber attacked more than any other country in the really? world. Really, right? So huh. I didn't see that one. It says researchers for Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency are preparing for those kinds of scenarios. They told Business Insider just how painstaking and slow a restart would be if the U.S. were to lose control of its power line. So it's not like you can just turn it back on. No. Even though, like I said, they were made to manually be turned on. Right. You can't just go flip them back no. on and manually. It'd be like Jurassic Park where you got to <laughs> go in and... Exactly <laughs> my thoughts when I was thinking about manly, manually turning them back on. Just watch out for the velociraptors. <laughs> a DARPA program manager, Walter Weiss... Not Walter White. Okay. Walter okay. Weiss has been simulating a blackout on a secretive island the government primarily uses to study infectious animal diseases. <laughs> They're just going to gloss over this, too. Because everybody has one of those. But you got to realize it's a DARPA manager. Oh, of course. Of course. So that's all they do is fuck around with shit. It, but this DARPA manager is simulating blackouts on a secretive island used to study infectious animal diseases, like Jurassic Park. <laughs> Or the island Dr. Moreau. <laughs> On the island, That's completely normal, people. Yes. Completely normal. Everybody does that. Don't worry. We're just going to throw this in there and not explain any further. I know. <laughs> On the highly restricted Plum Island, Weiss and his team ran a worst-case scenario requiring a black start in which the grid has to be uh, brought back from deactivation. What scares us is that once you lose power, is it's tough to bring it back online. No, what scares us is the fact that you're working on this secret island. I want to know where fucking Plum Island is. I know. <laughs> this sounds insane. <laughs> Doing that during a cyber attack is even even harder because you can't trust the device you need to restore power for that grid. So you don't know what all has been affected. Right. So you can't just start turning stuff on because you gotcha. don't know if it's going to infect more stuff. Gotcha. The exercise requires experts to fight a barrage of cyber threats while also grappling with the logistics of restarting the power system in what Weiss calls a degraded environment. Really? Well, yeah, because... That's the, an understatement. The power grids goes down, the electrical fences go down, and you have T-Rexes <laughs> roaming around. <Yes. laughs> that means coordinating teams across multiple substations without phone or internet access. All while depending on old-fashioned generators that are needed that need to be refueled constantly. Trial runs of this work, Weiss said, um, trial runs of this work showed just how fragile and prone to disruption a recovery effort might be. 
Uh, substations are often far apart. Uh, we saw that in Jurassic Park. They yes. had to walk all the way across the park to get to the, the substation. most dangerous areas. And minor errors and miscommunications, like forgetting one type of screwdriver, can set an operation <laughs> back for hours. They We're don't. fucked then. <laughs> Joke. We never have the right screwdriver. I know. We always got to go back to the truck. <laughs> a worst case scenario. <laughs> because it's not worse. It's not there yet. The worst case scenario would be re- would require interdependent teams to coordinate these repairs across the entire country. But even an attack on seemingly less important utility could have a catastrophic in, uh, impact. So that's just talking about the power and stuff. Then he right. talks about the, the possibilities of ports being prime, tar- prime oh. targets, like maritime ports. says the coastal cities of San Diego and Barcelona reported attacks in a single week in 2018. I did what? not hear about I that. I did not hear about that at all. Both said their core operations stayed intact, but it is easy to imagine how interruption, or interrupting the complicated logistics and bureaucracy of modern shipping hub could ravage global trade, 90% of which is ocean-borne. Wow. I did not know that. I'd never even really thought about but the ocean hubs. Yeah. yeah. 90% of huh. um, your modern shipping comes through oceans. Yeah. So, I mean, this this talks about a few other things that I'll get into in a little bit, but you see kind of an idea of how much yeah. of a mess this can be. Yeah. And it, this is just talking about the mess of getting it turned back on. Right. It's not talking about the mess of what happens to us, us yeah. right. commoners during oh, yeah. all this. I mean, imagine people freaking out. I mean, I had I had heard and read that if an EMP hit mm-hmm. and took all the lights off, which a cyber attack could do basically the same thing as an yeah. EMP, within 6 months, 2 thirds of the country dies. I, I read that as well. Yes, two thirds in six months. Yeah. If if all the power and everything, all the supply routes, everything, because everything's oh yeah digital now. Yeah. So the supply routes, the GPS, all that stuff's controlled by the power. Yeah. Take out the power, EMP blast or whatever, cyber attack. Two thirds of the country dies. Oh yeah. Of starvation or or whatever. Right. Disease. People killing other people to get their supplies, yeah. their food. Hospitals not having medications. Yeah. Um. Right. COVID vaccines not getting right. to people. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, I mean, but you feel, yeah, you look at like diabetics, people with yeah. cancer, I mean, heart problem people. Right. I mean, all that stuff. I mean, I, I mean, personally, you know, no contacts. I yeah. have one pair of glasses, which yeah, I've got two. I've got two pairs of glasses. <laughs> I've got backups to my backups. But yeah. yeah, I've thought about that. I'm like, man, if if things were to shut down, that was one of my actual thoughts is yeah. I better keep hold of my glasses because I am freaking right. blind without right. them yeah. because my contacts are only going to last so long right. and um the sanitary conditions probably you say, probably wouldn't even want right. to wear contacts Put them in your eyes, you get all kinds of infections yeah so that i mean those are things that you don't typically think about unless yeah. you are physically blind like me right that is one of the first things i've thought about is like what the yeah, fuck do i do too. if i lose it's my like, glasses all right this ar is not going to do a lot of good if i can't see what i'm <laughs> shooting at <laughs> exactly you gotta like go get like some coke bottles and hope they work <laughs> So, I mean, scary shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can see where all the fear is coming from. Yeah. I mean, on one side, you can almost see how this Klaus Schwab is like, oh, he's just warning us to to prepare us for this thing. Right. But knowing who this man is. And what he wants. And what he wants drives me to to fear the worst of his intentions out of this because of his intentions for the rest of the world. Right. So... 
We're going to get into break. It's about that time. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about like the World Economic Forum and how this might like maybe they're ushering in this cyber pandemic. This is their switch. How we also wonder if they ushered in the COVID-19 pandemic. So, um, yes, that gets really kind of deep into the conspiracy land. But I think you all, if you're listening to us, you kind of had the same opinions about yeah. the and, originations of COVID nineteen and, and event two hundred one and stuff. Again, and 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 we are, you know, trying to to not forecast out. I guess do our own war game, and and kind of give people a heads up on. Look, this is something you need to really keep an eye on in right. the next couple months. Right. We'll get there. We'll get there when we come back from break. Um, we're going to take probably five minutes, um, refresh ourselves and powder our noses and stuff and then not yet on the break why i was giving an example okay (laughs) we'll be right back in just a few minutes um hang tight and get back in here with us do we want to do collins yeah let's do let's do a couple collins we'll we'll throw out the zoom link in the the comment section on youtube and then also in the forum on facebook so check that out if you want to call in and Give your opinions on this topic so far. Um, call us and let us know. Otherwise, we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Goodbye. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi. I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remso W. Martinez, at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. I really need to learn how to click the the right buttons, but we are back. We are live. We're going to talk a little bit more about this freaking uh, cyber cyber pandemic. Is that what we're calling? Are we calling it a cyber pandemic? Is there a better name for it? I don't know. A cyber pandemic. <laughs> I mean, they already coined <laughs> that seems the a phrase. More accurate. <laughs> they already coined the phrase pandemic, so we might as well. Yes, cyber pandemic. I yeah. like it. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's the do it. the cyber pandemic that. Um, the World Economic Forum is um, wants us to believe is a thing, so or p- probably is going to be a thing, because yeah. because they said it, so it's got to be true. It's going to end up happening. Yes, they are 
like the Nostradamuses of world right. worldwide it's events. It's funny how that happens, yeah. right? It's so. like they predict it and then it, it happens. Yeah. It's it's so. crazy how that works. Yes. I'm going to attempt to play this video to to get us started in this second half here. So, let me make sure this is going to share correctly. So, let let's watch this. This is straight from the World Economic Forum about cyber attacks. Here we go. You ready? You ready, Bill? I'm ready. The COVID-19 pandemic has shaken our economies and societies to the core. It's shown us how vulnerable we are to biological threats. In the digital world, similar risks are being overlooked right now. A cyber attack with COVID-like characteristics would spread faster and further than any biological virus. Its reproductive rate would be around 10 times greater than what we've experienced with the coronavirus. To give you an idea, one of the fastest worms in history, the 2003 slammer Sapphire Worm, doubled in size approximately every 8.5 seconds, infecting over 75,000 devices in 10 minutes and almost 11 million devices in 24 hours. Fortunately, at least until now, cyber attacks have not impacted our health the way pandemics have, but the economic damages, and therefore the impact they have had on our daily lives, have been equal and sometimes even greater. You see, the only way to stop the exponential propagation of a COVID-like cyber threat is to fully disconnect the millions of vulnerable devices from one another and from the internet. All of this in a matter of days. A single day without the internet would cost our economies more than 50 billion US dollars, and that's before considering the economic and societal damages should these devices be linked to essential services, such as transport or healthcare. As the digital realm increasingly merges with our physical world, the ripple effects of cyber attacks on our safety just keep on expanding at a faster pace than what we're preparing for. COVID-19 was known as an anticipated risk. So is the digital equivalent. Let's be better prepared for that one. The time is now. That is straight from the mouths of the World Economic Forum. You notice how they intentionally used the... The COVID-19 thing to yeah. compare it to it and right. say how it's this so, so, so much worse. Yes. Like what they say, like spreads 10 times faster yes. and the impact would be so much greater. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had us running scared shitless during yeah, COVID. Right. Shut down. Right. You got to flatten the curb. And and, and they, they, well, they, they've, they've got their lockdown procedures for if something like this happens. They, they said it right there. Like. Yeah. Us, we had to flatten the curve with right. lockdowns and with yeah. masks and stuff, which did what? Tanked our economy. Right. If something like this happens, they said, the only way to flatten the curve is to disconnect everything infected right. from the internet, which yeah. would cost daily $50 billion. Right, right. Again, setting the stage to what? Tank our economy yeah. again. Right. So how... From a conspiracy mind, I, I'm making a conspiracy theorist of you. It's going to happen. You're going to be there, Bill. <laughs> you, you, you are working. From a conspiracy mind, if you think that this is something that a nefarious group such as the World Economic Forum... Or Spectre. Or, yeah, <laughs> Dr. Evil there, would put into motion to intentionally reset the world the way... Yeah that he wants it to. That would do it. All you'd have to do is make people believe that there was a yeah. cyber pandemic. Yeah. Shut things off for a few minutes. Right. Or a few days. Oh, I mean, yeah. what, 10 well, days yeah. off? You You're need talking 10 days. 500 10 days. billion dollars. Yeah, right. What economy is going to survive that? Yeah. What what small business is going to survive that? I mean, it it's going to completely fuck, fuck everything up. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you think the shutdowns for six months, 
fucked our economy up, we're slowly bouncing back from that. Imagine what 10 days of the internet completely shut off would do. Well, take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Remember, 10 days in the Draco, no power, limited cell phone coverage, what it was doing to people. Yeah, yeah, it'll fuck them, right? their Now brains. take that and make it global, right? Mm -hmm. People would not be able to survive. They would lose their fucking minds. Right. I mean, it, it would be full-blown to not be connected. I mean, that the internet is the only way some people are connected to other people. Yeah. Right? And then you, you disconnect that from them, mm -hmm. and, I mean, they're, they'll lose it. There's just no way they would be able to bounce back from that. People will lose their minds. I mean, and communication, you, you can you can completely direct yeah. the flow of information if you cut communication lines like the internet off. You could completely yeah. com control that flow of information. And that's one of the things that they're concerned about. And oh, yeah. I'm going to get into it with this, um, this cyber polygon. One of the things yeah. they were concerned about was flow of information about this stuff. Gas supply, mm -hmm. traffic lights. I mean... Water, food. Water, gas. Um, I mean... GPS, nobody knows how to get around without a GPS <laughs> right. these days. Yeah, communications, I mm -hmm. mean, email. Well, we had talked about, well, maybe um, we should keep a landline around. Right, right. Well, then we got to talking through it, and we're like, well, yeah, we, we have analog phones with a, right. a, a landline yeah. with analog systems, but the hubs now are all digital, right. converted to yeah. analog signals. So even... Your landlines are going through a digital system, so you're not going to have landlines right. unless yeah. you're direct connected, like point yep. to point with yeah. somebody. Right. You're not going to have that option. Right. So, yeah. So if you don't have your walkie talkies, mm. <laughs> you're 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 screwed. So let's talk a little little more about some of this stuff. Um, let me get to my next page because uh oh, page two. We're on page two because we're on hour two or yes. two and a half or whatever. Um, so let me get into my next set of articles here, stuff to, stuff to cover, because there, there's still some more, more stuff here that gets more, that makes, sparks my conspiracy brain more okay. than, than some of this other stuff. Because just the thought of a major cyber attack isn't necessarily a conspiracy thing to me, because, like I said, I've been concerned about it since... Like everything became connected through like right. home systems and stuff. I mean, we work with security right. systems, so we know this stuff's coming. Yeah. So, where is the article I'm looking for? I'm sorry. I'll get my shit together. So, this article is from sociable.co. The sociable is what it's called. It, the, the article's titled Prepping for a Cyber Pandemic. There's that word again. Everybody's saying it. Cyber Polygon 2021 to stage a supply chain attack simulation. And I think this article, these guys look at this more nefarious like, yeah. like we are looking at it. Yeah. So the section here sparked my interest the most. It says an anticipated cyber pandemic. Anticipated or planned is right. my question. Exactly. Plan, uh, the, the cyber pandemic. So it says, in his welcoming remarks at the Cyber Polygon 2020, WEF founder Klaus Schwab, we showed those some of those opening remarks, yeah. warned about a coming cyber pandemic that would be worse than the current global crisis. He says, we will all know but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario or scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, 
our our society as a whole. It sounds like he has some insider information here because right. he's not saying or this or that. He's saying this and this and this and yeah, this right. specifically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's warning us. Yeah, the COVID nineteen crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. There it is again. Mm-hmm. Says Schwab adds, it is important to use the COVID-19 crisis as timely opportunity to reflect. Remember when he called it a timely opportunity mm-hmm. before? Yep. To yeah. usher in the great reset. Yeah, it always scares the shit out of me when he says timely opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Do I have that? No, I don't have the thing talking about. Oh, yeah, right here. Klaus Schwab talking about his timely... Timely things that he likes. He said, this was Klaus Schwab last year. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world to create a healthier, more equitable, and more prosperous future. So using timely opportunities, narrow windows, he's using these crises as... What what is it? The saying: "Never let a good crisis go, go to waste." Crisis go to waste. Yep, yep. <clears throat> that's Klaus Schwab for you. So, like I said, he says COVID nineteen is a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons of cybersecurity community to draw and improve our unpreparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. As the digital world encroaches on our physical and biological worlds, an effective cyber attack could compromise anything connected to the internet, including medical devices. That's scary. Mm -hmm. The Internet of Things, which we talked about, the smart home devices. Mm -hmm. The Internet of Bodies, which they're pushing towards, like the like digital chips and stuff like that that track your like uh, vaccines and and your vitals and all that stuff. So yeah, they could. They're pushing for the stuff at the same time. They're imagine having that in your body and having that hacked. Oh my god. Uh, Global financial system, energy grids, water treatment facilities. We already Mm -hmm. saw that, and the energy. Um, government IT systems, military defense infrastructures, and more. Um, let's see. Simulated uh, missile attack on Hawaii, anybody? <laughs> yeah. Cyber Polygon and 2020 emerging trends. Um, so these are some of the, the things I talked about in the 2020 um, Cyber Polygon. Number one was governments will inevitably move towards digital identity schemes. That's scary. So, I mean, we've talked about this during the pandemic with, yeah. like, um, tracking, like, real-time tracking, like the the COVID tracking. You remember that stuff yes. that they talked about? Um, so this talks about Tony Blair speaking specifically at the 2021. He's, and he's the equivalent of George W. Bush. So Pretty when much. he speaks, it's equally scary. Yeah. It says, speaking at Cyber Polygon 2020, former British Prime Minister Tony Blair stated with confidence the governments are absolutely, inevitably moving in the direction of digital identity adoption. He says, digital ID for me is a very big part of the future. Digital identity is a major component of the WEF's Great Reset Agenda as it relates to the transformative technologies powering the fourth industrial revolution. Go look at some of the Great Reset stuff. We can't get into it again, yeah. but these are some of the stuff that they push yeah. for. And, and I've heard a lot of people talking about the fourth Industrial Revolution, yeah. as in the the revolution of, of technology and information at such a rapid play, pace in the last ten years, and merging with like human bodies right. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, a digital identity keeps record of everything you do online. We know what digital identity mm-hmm. is, but it said Tony Blair goes on to say, 
Um, he says, Blair didn't make the case for why having a digital identity was actually necessary to prevent a cyber pandemic, but rather that digital identities would be an inevitable part of the digital ecosystem. So it's almost like they're saying, why is he bringing this up as a good thing right now right. when we're talking about the potential of everything getting hacked? Mm -hmm. That, to me, is like the equivalent of, um, what's his fucking name? Bill Gates, when he mm -hmm. came out and said, the solution for overpopulation is vaccines. And right. we're all just like, huh? Right, yeah. What are you saying about your vaccines? Yeah. When he's coming out and saying, one of the things to combat cybersecurity is digital identities. Like, yeah. wait, that seems like we should be going the opposite direction right. and disconnecting more, right. not yeah. trying to connect us physically to these computers. Right, yeah. So then it goes on to say number two of their, their focuses was fake news. Fake news. Fake news is a digital pandemic on its own. Did you know wow, that? that's a pandemic too? Yeah. There's a D lot of pandemics. There is, and it's its, it's own digital pandemic. Wow. And the majority of citizens are incapable of thinking critically. Of course. Yeah. It says Cyber Polygon 2020 dedicated one of its live stream sessions to the concept of fake news as being a deadly, deadly digital pandemic, pandemic. claiming 2020. Wow. Um, it says, if you're talking about someone who has not read very much, whose knowledge is limited, that person is much easy, much easier to fool and much more ready to accept whatever he or she is told. I'm not sure if they're saying this about we got to combat the people that are getting their information because they're fools or these guys are easy fools. We we can tell them whatever we right, want yeah, to and exactly. they're going to believe it. Wink, wink. Yeah, it almost sounds like that's where it's going. It says, by the end of the conversation... BBC World News presenter Nick Gowing and veteran journalist Vladimir Posner arrived at the conclusion that the average person of voting age was not capable of thinking critically for themselves. That sounds right. And was more likely to swallow any information put out there than someone who went to a university. Sounds like what, yeah. remember when Gavin Newsom said similar stuff right, about yeah. the pandemic Yeah, response. they don't want to release the scientific information because it'll just go over your head. <laughs> yeah. So it says, with the assumption that the average people aren't capable of thinking critically and that the majority of citizens are therefore victims, the two journalists turned to the, the conversation towards how to protect victims from the fake news <laughs> pandemic. So nice. Is this not so like like yeah. condescending oh, to the normal, yeah. like yeah. The, us normal people? Yeah. So down just here? listen to what we say because you can believe us. And that's what I was saying. Like they're talking specifically about the redirection of information, right. yeah. the flow of information. Yeah, and if the internet's off, yeah, well, you're not getting all these alternate sources. One of, of those those Russian entities that is joining the the Polygon, mm -hmm. you know, remember we talked about like Russian propaganda, propaganda, pretty much. Right. Yeah, same thing. It says, um, <laughs> in the end, they had no idea how to do that, and fake news, misinformation, and disinformation remained existential threats by the end of this. So they hadn't solved yeah. this one. Well, that's because the Internet's wild west. They need regulation. Well, they went on to—this article goes on to point out that the WEF event 201, they specifically figured out how to um, combat the flow of misinformation. And because it says— um, governments will need to partner with traditional and social media companies to research and develop nimble approaches to countering misinformation. Hmm. Did we not see that during the pandemic? Bit, yeah. They're probably going to just take a page out of that and mm -hmm. put it in their book for this. Oh, you know it will. Number three, and this one doesn't sound, I mean, it sounds all nice and good, but we know what it means. It says yeah. trustworthy public and private partnerships will need to be strengthened. So mm -hmm. partnerships between public entities or government agencies. 
yeah. entities. When they say public entities, they're talking about government agencies. Right. And private partnerships, when you partner government and private, it is no longer a partnership. It is government-owned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what that means. Right. It's not a partnership. And we know Klaus Schwab is against like private property, private property and yeah. things like that. Establishing trustworthy collaborations among the public and private sectors can prevent a digital pandemic, according to the Polygon 2020 report. A critical situation cannot be tackled by an organization or lone individuals. In a highly interconnected world, a single cyber attack can spread exponentially across the global community. Says the situation can be prevented by promoting collaboration between the pub public and private sectors and law enforcement agencies. So we got to collaborate between the public and private sectors and yeah. law enforcement. So yeah. basically, it sounds like a takeover of right. the private sector. Yeah. Furthermore, efficient interaction requires the implementation and regulation of a range of standards, the exchange of information, and establishing trustworthy relationships. The reason why I keep saying that this co connection here between uh, collaboration between the public and the private equals the public taking over the private goes back to that article where I was pointing out that they almost made it seem like it was a problem in the U.S. Oh, that yeah. everything was ran by private yeah. companies. Right. That's that's problematic. Absolutely, it is. So yeah. we got to get the public kind of regulating yeah. the private sector because right. they they specifically said yeah. unregulated and blah blah mm -hmm. blah. So exactly wild west. So you know the direction is going regulation yeah. and publicly yeah. monitored at Well, least. didn't Klaus come out when we were talking about the Great Reset and he's basically like, we want to liberate you from the burden of private property? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Klaus. Thank you for liberating me from that. So it says, the Cyber Polygon 2020 report, along with the virtual sessions recorded during the Davos week, which is another mm -hmm. WEF event, um, at the end of January 21, all highlight the need and desire for public and private collaborations, quote-unquote, not just as a means to avert a cyber pandemic, but for reshaping the entire global economy and revamping all aspects of society under a new form of stakeholder capitalism. Mm -hmm. Another word for what? <laughs> Socialism. Socialism. Brought on by the Great Reset. And again, this mm -hmm. isn't just conspiracy theory right. that this article is making up. This is things... That he said. That Klaus said. They have blasted all over their website. Yeah, right. They have a children's book. <laughs> they have a freaking children's yes. book about it, which yep. is scary as hell. Right. So, I mean, like, you can say that we're just going down crazy trail here, but this is out in the open. They, This is They're what they want. It. Exactly. Yes. So we're going to use this major crisis to mm -hmm. merge the private and public sector yep. to... Battle the flow of fake news, which yep. is controlling the flow of information. That's all that means. Yeah. Battling fake news means controlling information. And then what was the first one that I had said? Um, oh, the 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 digital oh, identities, yes. which is scary in itself. Right. So those were the three focuses, because it says trends emerging emerging from the digital pandemic, greater consolidation of resources, which is the public and private sector we talked about, um, a plan to deal with fake news and disinformation, and then a push towards a digital identity. Those okay. are the three takeaways. I, I, I got a conspiracy theory thing I'm going to oh, throw out great. there. Go for it. <clears throat> All right. And, and, and I have no proof of this. I'm just throwing this out here because we're talking about conspiracy theories. Right. What if the vaccines really did put a chip in people? 
we've talked about that. I know. And then cyber pandemic hits, and it is hacking people as well as. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was the plan all along. You exactly. Know, we hack people. I mean, and people have had, they have to have these vaccines. They get hacked. There and you then go. you can do whatever you want with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to put it past them. Did you ask your wife to put a magnet up to her vaccine? No, God, I haven't. I forgot. Yeah. I know. I need to. Uh, tonight. Tonight, I'm going to put a All magnet right. on my wife. <laughs> She'll be like, what? Bill, what are you doing? Just shh. She won't think anything's wrong with it. She knows <laughs> me. She knows. Oh, she'll think plenty's wrong with you. She'd just. She'll be like, oh, this again. <laughs> so, so there's those three things. Do those throw up any red flags for you? Yeah. Does this uh, still seem like, oh, they're doing this for the benefit of us to protect us None of that has <laughs> crossed my mind at all. I never this... thought that they were doing anything for the benefit of anybody. Well, none of this, like, it should be the focus of a cyber pandemic. Yeah. Like, it all right. seems like using a cyber pandemic to control the populace, which is what they wanted to do yes. with COVID-19. Yes, yes. It was one step, and now this is the next step. I mean, this is... Just a step to another bigger step toward the Great Reset. Yeah. Which, like I showed you, he said this is a small window of opportunity to implement the Great Reset. Yeah. To flip the switch off and flip it back on. Literally, they're wanting to flip the switch off and yeah. flip it back on. Right. We're talking about how much bigger this is and how much quicker mm -hmm. of an impact that would be felt. Yeah. Like COVID-19 was a really fast impact. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This would be like within days. $50 billion a day. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking, if it goes this full six months that we were shut down, how many, what's 50 billion times six months? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we'd be done. The yeah. economy would be completely done. Yeah. You would literally be switching that off and you would have to yeah. do something on a global scale. You'd have to completely revitalize the entire economy. The entire world economy. The world economy under the WEF. I mean... Oh, it's so scary yeah. to think about. It is. It yeah. is. Especially when you consider everything we talked about that the Great Reset was going to have with it. It's scary as shit. So do you, think, do you think that they would actually push, if we are talking conspiracies, that this is something that they are actually planning to implement, not something that they are predicting will happen, but they are actually planning to implement it. Do you think... That they're actually going to implement it, or you think they're just trying to scare us into conformity? I think they're trying to scare us into conformity. Do you think it? It would it be worth it to them to actually turn that switch off? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I that's think what I'm saying. Do you think they'll actually go through with it to conform us, or do you think they'll just throw out all these buzzwords to scare us into conforming? Because I, 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 I think they're working to a place where they are actually going to flip the switch. I do, too, because of this. I do think that COVID-19 was supposed to be used to flip this switch. Yes. However, a good chunk of Americans did not jump on board with that. Right. And probably primarily—initially, it was primarily Americans. And then yeah. other countries started seeing and taking note, like Canada. Like, people in Canada started yeah. pushing back. You started seeing riots over in Europe. Yep. And protests in Europe yeah. to open things back up. People did not buy into it. Primarily, right. initially, Americans. Yeah. Like, at least 50% of Americans are like, you ain't doing that shit here. Right, yeah. Like, how many states states yeah. didn't shut down? Right, right. Well, and how many vaccines have you seen where, where people are like, look, 
you're not getting on this cruise ship. You're not getting in this concert. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to watch these games. You're not going to be able to do this or that if you don't get the vaccine. Yeah. But if you do, then you can get free mm-hmm. college scholarship and you can uh, enter this drawing for Super Bowl tickets and you get free donuts and you get, uh, you know, I mean, have you ever seen anything like that before? There some stay. I, I had heard rumors that they're offering free guns. Yeah. Yeah. To get a vaccine, right? Who I mean, is that targeting? As, as much that... as me, <laughs> exactly, exactly. As much as I like guns, it, it takes you personal. It's not going to work. It? it makes yeah. you take it personal. It's like nice try, assholes. You, you almost had me, you <laughs> sneaky bitch. But yeah. again, I I feel like the pandemic, whether it was an actual like accidental natural yeah. pandemic or whether it was intentionally released on the world to wreak havoc, it was they were going to use that to flip that switch off yeah. and flip it back on. They were hoping to shut it all off, yeah. the economy completely off, and bring it back on the way they wanted it to be brought on. Yeah. But when a good chunk of the country here doesn't go off, yeah. then it's it doesn't have the impact that you right. wanted. So then so now you go to plan B, which is cyber pandemic, mm-hmm. which will literally turn the It'll economy force you off. To. It'll flip it off in yeah. in a second, yeah. overnight. The entire economy, right? And then you can flip it back on. Yeah, I mean, and people will be begging for it. Yeah, they, they'll be begging they will. for it. They absolutely will. Even yeah. even most of us people that are just like I, I ain't giving into that shit. You, yeah. You're going to get to a point if right. you're not prepared that you're just right. like, I'll do whatever it takes. Right. Just just give us our right. life back. You got to eat. You yeah. need your medical. My kids I mean, are dying. My, yeah, right. Yeah. You need water. You need gas. You need some way to get to work. I mean, yeah. That's why it's so scary when you if you have that kind of control. Yes. And they are partnering with the country that supposedly is controlling all these freaking hacks. Yeah. It, it scares me to think that this is this is possible and it yeah. could actually yeah. it could actually achieve what they want it to achieve. Absolutely. And, and I mean, look at look at everything that's happened in the last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it each each thing that's happened has taken me to a step where it's like, yeah, yeah, they they'll do this. I mean, it's just been ridiculous. You wanna you wanna get into some some crazy stuff that I popped up? Hell yeah! Through all this stuff, why not? Things that make make you just go hmm. I love things that make you go hmm. So we talked about at the very very beginning, JBS getting hacked. One of the yes. biggest hacks of the food. Industry. What? My mouse just died. Freaking mouse. I know. So I found this article in my research. If it'll pop up. Come on. My internet's going really slow. I noticed it just froze up on YouTube. Ah, shit. Why is my internet going slow? So I found this article. We'll keep going. Hopefully... Hopefully YouTube comes back on. Oh, we're still moving on my side, I can see. Okay. This article says... What was the company that I said? We're back. Uh, JBS. This article here from JBS's global website, jbsglobal.co.uk, says this. JBS partners with the World Economic Forum to discuss climate change. Interesting. So this company, a few months, I think it was like six weeks before their major hacking, partnered with the World Economic Forum, who is 
the people that we think are going to be responsible for this cyber right. pandemic. So they, they say, this is their announcement, complementing our latest commitment to achieve net zero emissions by 2040. Again, what does, what does the World Economic Forum say about meat consumption? It's bad. You got to get off of it. They basically came out, I think Klaus came out and said that meat needs to be like a a treat that you have once in a while, not something that you consume all the time because it's bad for the environment. JBS, the biggest meat producer, says that they're committed to achieving net zero emissions by 2040. They're honored to attend the event by the Climate Governance Initiative in cooperation with the World Economic Forum to set out its continued de- dedication to increase sustainability across the value chain for a greener, cleaner tomorrow. Appearing as a keynote panel speaker, Gilberto Tomazzino, Tomazzani, the global CEO of JBS, so their global CEO says he further underlined that the company pledges by stating that net zero is not just the right thing to do, it's our only option as a society. They are jumping hmm. on this. Yeah, they are. This green movement. Great. They're going to have mealworm meat. <laughs> so these are the three things they plan to do. Invest a billion dollars to enhance sustainability of its operations. Tie executive performance bonuses to climate change targets. That's interesting that they would be partnering with a socialist group right. and then talking about their performance bonuses, because I'm right. pretty sure socialists don't like performance bonuses of yeah, executives. Invest a further $100 million into agricultural research and development for the next 10 years to help farmers around the world increase their productivity without sacrificing forests or expanding their livestock footprints. So what what it what was the last statement you said about mealworms? They're going to be expanding to mealworms. off for the, They're going to have mealworm meat. Here's... Another article I found. I knew you were going there. You did. You got to know it. Brazil's JBS is buying a plant-based meat company called Vivera. Bastards. Don't fuck with my meat. It's amazing how all in the same time frame, they A, partner up with the WEF, B, buy a plant-based meat producer, and then all of a sudden they are... A major the the beef, yeah. The flow of beef into the country is majorly hacked through this JBS corporation. Yeah. Do you think there's a connection at all there, or do you think bit. I'm just looking conspiratorially? Nope, nope, nope. I think there is all kinds of connection going on there. They're gonna fuck with your meat, Bill. I know they are. That's and the plan. That's gonna cause a fucking revolution because I will <laughs> not is. stand for this shit. <laughs> Don't how many fuck Americans? With my meat. How many Americans are gonna throw down just over plant based? Ninety percent of them. I Good hope. God! You thought they were pissed about the mass? Wait till plant based <laughs> meat comes in. <laughs> no doubt. You're gonna a lot of pissed off people. Oh, how many of you out there would be pissed off if all the meat turns plant based? I'd burn Call the motherfucker in. down. Call in and let me. Oh, we got a caller. We do. Nice. Thought and conduct. We've had him on a couple times. Let me get him in here. All right. It, it's connecting. Hello. It's Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear. How's it going, Beto? Oh, oh pretty good, man. I'm glad you're covering the subject. I've been covering this subject for a couple of weeks now. And nice. the uh, let's take a look at the I'm going to make this real quick. I don't have much time, but the Articles I have saved over these last few months, actually, solar winds in mm-hmm. Texas, okay? Right. We start with that. And then we get into colonial pipelines, mm-hmm. okay? 
JBS. Okay. Then we get into this headline impact of ransomware attack on Massachusetts steamship authority expected to continue on Thursday. ABC News Energy Chief cites risk of cyber attacks crippling power grid from the Daily Mail cyber criminals target Congress 60 members from both parties are left unable to access data for weeks in latest ransomware attack and to top it all off guys foreign policy magazine we know foreign policy magazine DC shadow brokers claim to be selling NSA malware in what could be a historic attack and they say quote a mysterious online group calling itself the Shadow Brokers is claiming to have penetrated the NSA, stolen some of its malware, and is auctioning off the files to the highest bidder. Really? The authenticity of the files cannot be confirmed, but appear to be legitimate. Now, wait a minute. They told us in, in the 2020 election, there's no such thing as hacked or rigged elections. But you're telling me that all these articles all with that includes these big corporations, Congress, they can be hacked. Obviously, because if it's a narrative. (laughs) mm -hmm. So how can some big company or DC know that we are living in the 21st century and there's hackers everywhere, Mm -hmm. criminal networks? How do you not have protection? Right. How is there loopholes when they are the biggest energy gas meat companies in the world mm-hmm. we're yeah. being fooled here we're being oh yeah this, this is a big giant cover-up and i'm going to end it with this to go after bitcoin what did el salvador just do legalize tender yep. for bitcoin and bitcoin has gained how much steam over the last four years since the election and right. now where it's now where is it at right not even a lot of people have been pushing bitcoin because they say guys we, this is how they this is how they delegitimize us because what did Elizabeth Warren and what has Christine Lagrange come out, the former IMF and now the ECB president, chairman, a European Central Bank, they both come out and said, you know what Bitcoin does? Criminals, gangsters, hackers, cartels. And we know the biggest cartel is the Federal Reserve. Right. Guys, this is the biggest setup in history. And we're being manipulated and lied to and they're saying they're going after criminals in reality they are the criminals and the newsweek headline came out just uh in may of 17 of may 17th may 17th 2021 inside the military's secret undercover undercover army Sixty thousand of these people around the world in civilian outfits they could be our next door neighbor Hmm. and you want to talk about conspiracy theory guys this is the biggest conspiracy and it's not even a theory anymore. This mm-hmm. is the biggest conspiracy I have ever seen. And guys, just wanted to get that out there to your friends to and, and your fans as well. And I wanted to let you guys know where I, what my thoughts were on this. So I'm, I'm glad you took the time to uh, take my call. I just wanted to get all this information out there because you guys, you guys are doing a great job. Well, we, a great job. we, we love the call on man. Um, I hadn't even heard of some of those hacks no, that he neither. brought up. Um, I hadn't heard of the NSA hack or any of that stuff. So um, yeah, there's more out there than we're even covering here. Um, and again, like you said, where, where are these supposed loopholes coming from? Are they intentional loopholes? Right. Um, I want to surprise and, me. And I want to say just real, real, real quickly here, I believe it was uh, Colonial Pipeline or JBS, the CEO lied in front of the committee, a, a, a Senate committee hearing said, um, we weren't uh, in contact with the FBI 
and we weren't told by the FBI to pay the ransom. And they did. And the FBI and the DOJ told them to pay it. Why? Right. Because they could follow. And remember, this is what the New York Times has come out with. Bitcoin it's no longer, it's now long, it is now traceable. Yeah. It's now traceable. Hmm. So this, so they're, they're coming after, oh man, it's, it's just listening to this hacking story, man, these, these hackings, man, they're coming after the libertarian, the, the, the people like us, I would say the libertarians, because we, we love Bitcoin and, you know, we, we want mm -hmm. it to, we want some type of, uh, some type of, you know, currency that's going to, uh, resist the uh the occupancy by the the federal right. reserve yeah so uh yeah it's so guys yeah it's, this is all a big cover-up they're gonna blame it on russia they're gonna blame it on bitcoiners because oh you have bitcoin you're sus now you're mm. a little suspect mm. why do you have bitcoin come enjoyed what the federal reserve has called fed coin yeah mm. oh yeah which is so, yeah something yeah. else that we can turn off at any point right if we have a, a cryptocurrency so Thanks for the call in, Beto. Um, we got. Yeah. Um, we always appreciate your calls, and um, thanks for the further information that we hadn't even thought of yet. So, yeah. um, we'll yeah. let you get out of here. Um, thanks yeah, again for guys, calling in. Yeah, you guys have a good one, man. Hey, you too. Yep, you too. Thanks. That was Beto of the Thought and Conduct podcast. Check him out. Um, he talks about the stuff all the time on a daily yeah. basis. So, more stuff that we didn't even think about, mm -hmm. and whether it's a federal cover-up or a World Economic Forum cover-up mm -hmm. or any of this stuff. Um, either way, it's scary. Or yeah, a collaboration of all of the above. Yeah. We know that Biden is right in line with the Build Back Better, with the Great Reset mm -hmm. um, agenda, whether he knows it or not. Right. Just yeah. him. He probably thinks that the Build Back Better mantra was something his own campaign <laughs> right. came up with. Yeah, no doubt. But that yeah. was, you know, that was fed to him through oh, these... Yeah. These elitist, these yeah. globalist. They, I hate using the word globalist because it was over, know. overplayed by Alex Jones. No, I know. But that's exactly what this is. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a plan to consolidate all the power, consolidate all the resources. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and a part of that, and we're seeing that in Iowa right now, is this big push now through the area for industrial solar, mm -hmm. where they're trying to buy up all this farmland around us now. Uh, what was it, 500 acres they're trying to buy up so they can put in their solar farms? Yeah. I mean, that's that right there. You're going to limit all that resource of agricultural and farm area. And what I heard um, from people, because it's a big movement at our church, it's a rural area full of um, farmers, is that you know these solar panels that are put in, whatever they're made out of is harmful to the soil. It kills the soil. Mm -hmm. And so it's impossible to plant on it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, so again, consolidating resources, right? I mean, if you kill off all the farmland here, you gotta consolidate it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And we know Bill Gates owns a massive percentage of the farmland right. in potatoes. Apparently, yes, is yeah. what I read earlier this week. Um, big elitists like Bill Gates. What does he? What interest does he have in owning a large mass percentage of the farmland right. here? He's a he's a globalist guy. Yes, he is. I mean, he would. He would hands down f hand over all his freaking resources to this b greater agenda. He oh, would, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he's going to benefit from this agenda. He's one of the. Yes. I mean, we we talked about at the beginning the the rich people that think that the world needs to be more equal and stuff. Right. That have all these billions of dollars. Yeah. That are just 
profiting off of this concept of equality or equity equity and stuff like that. So um, before we wrap this up, I wanted to just kind of move back to this JBS thing. What are your thoughts on this? You think it's just coincidence? You no, think, not at all. Is this, is no. this shady to you that yeah. all this happens within like a six week time span? Yeah. No, I yeah, it's shady as hell. And like they jumped the ship over yeah. to, well, first they partnered with the WEF, mm-hmm. who was warning against this massive cyber attack. Mm-hmm. Then they jumped the ship to plant based meat. I'm not saying they've completely moved not over yet. there, but they they are looking at those options. That's like people that have. A like insider information on trading that sell off all their stocks yeah. or buy stocks in something that they know is going to, they're going to benefit from yeah. when some when the shit hits the fan. Yeah, this is like in, insider trading information yeah, here. Right, and maybe maybe the cyber hack is is meant to cover up something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Or maybe it's just to. I don't, I don't know, like, show the vulnerability of, like, the food source and get us all right. questioning things there and saying, oh, well, we need some regulation right. here or, right. you know, something. Oh, well, they, they talked about it. They're like, yeah. this consolidation, they, they're, they're kind of talking backwards on this because yeah. they're like the consolidation of the meat industry into these four large groups that we talked about. That's problematic because if one or two of them mm-hmm. gets hacked, yeah. all this stuff happens. What they're really saying, they're not saying they want to split it up into like localized, like we no, would want. Right. Yeah, which would make sense. They're probably saying we need to regulate this. Yeah, absolutely. Is what we need. Yeah. We need to regulate it, which means consolidating mm-hmm. the resources. Yeah, and that, and um, I think that they're going to be like, you know, it cattle or livestock or whatever is too volatile. Plant based is much more controlled, where we can grow at a more controlled rate mm-hmm. and and deliver on a more efficient time and it, and it's equitable to people right it's more affordable so kind of wrapping this thing up do you know why my biggest thought is that a country like russia or a sponsor an organization sponsored by a country like russia would not be the ones to pull off a major cyber pandemic like this like mr schwab is right. insinuating that like some country like we've read, oh, this is going to be the next warfare is they're going to shut down our systems, blah, blah, blah. Do you know why I don't think it's going to come from a country like this? Is because this is back to that insider article I read. This is at the bottom. It says, James Andrew Lewis, a senior vice president and technology director at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, told Business Insider the fear of retaliation kept many hackers in check. The caveat is how a country like the U.S. would retaliate, he said. An attack on this scale would be a major geopolitical move. Something like this is the equivalent of sending a nuclear bomb. Mutually assured destruction. Why has Russia not sent a nuclear bomb at us? Because they know we would do it right back at them. Right. Russia is not going to shut down our entire system or attempt to because— We'll do it right back at them. Right. What do hackers have to gain with shutting off all the supply, all the the communication lines, all the energy lines? They're going to be just as affected by it. Right. Even if it's on another country, that country is going to retaliate, and it's going to affect them directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not—the <laughs> fear of that retaliation is keeping these people from these big right. major-scale things. So when you get people like— Klaus Schwab and the WEF warning of these giant things, it says to me, if something like this happens, it's more of an intentional global thing mm-hmm. 
from somebody that does want to flip that switch off. Right. Because that's the only reason you would do it is, yeah. yes, there are the people out there, the nihilistic people that want just pure chaos. Right. But those same people have had access to nuclear bombs for almost 100 years now. And yeah. there hasn't really been, right. besides us dropping them on Hiroshima and right, Nagasaki, yeah. there hasn't been any nuclear wars yet. Yes. From country to country. So I don't think there's going to be a country to country cyber pandemic warfare like this because of what it would do. Like we've learned for since the 60s what would happen if a nuclear war happened. Like the sun would be blocked out and the majority of us would all die. Yeah. If a cyber pandemic like set off by a country on another country, set off this, sparked this major worldwide cyber pandemic, same thing. Right. A good chunk of the world dies. Yeah. So it tells me that it would be left to the people that want to, A, regulate population, the overpopulation of the earth, and B, reset the system back to the order that they want it to be. Yeah. So I I think it would, that's why I think it would be set off by somebody like the WEF, yeah. not from Russia. Like, we're looking at the boogeyman Russia. Right. I'm not worried about right. Russia, except yeah. for the fact that all these Russian entities are partnered right. yeah. with yeah. the WEF. Right. That's right. the only reason I'm looking at Russia. It's not yeah. that I think Russia wants to start war with us. I think people like Mr. Schwab are getting in people's ears and putting mm-hmm. little bugs in people's ears and saying— yeah. We need to do this. You guys, and you know there's trade-offs, too. It's like oh, you yeah. guys will have yeah. a lot of the power right. when we reset this. Yeah, right. And looking at all the Russian and Soviet entities and companies involved, yeah, I guarantee you Russia is going to get a lot oh, of the, yeah. the piece of the pie. Yeah. Be like, look, look, look. You know, you guys will have your oil pipelines. You guys will be the major oil distributor in, the, in, the, in Europe, in Asia. Yeah. Right? They'll all come to you. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much Biden set that up. Yeah, he shut off all our <laughs> right? order, our oil, and then didn't put sanctions on Russian oil pipelines. Coincidence? Right. It's <laughs> all playing back in the same hand. Yeah. It's like it all just ties back together, and we yeah. wonder why. I mean, you, like I said at the beginning, it's like a lot of our episodes tie back to this Great Reset. Yeah, yeah, because that's. What's going on right this, now? Right. That is, this is the, the big agenda. move. Yeah, it, we we talked about Agenda Twenty One and how that was the big thing, and and it's the Great Reset. That's where everything is coming back yeah. to, where they are going to flip the switch and turn the whole system upside down. And, yeah, and it's all about control. It, they don't care who gets mowed no, over in the wake of it no. because that on a secondary would handle the overpopulation exactly. crisis that exactly. we have going and on right now. Same thing with COVID, you know. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, a, a win-win for them, right? I mean, what yeah. do they have to lose? I mean, I I've talked about on other people's shows, I've talked about on our show how we're not doom and gloom people. No, no, not at all. That's why we laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> but and I actually went on somebody else's show and he kind of brought up that and asked me like my outlook on the world, and I was like, I'm not a doom and gloom guy. He's like, this coming from the guy that did two a two series show of like preparing for the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I'm saying there's going to be doom and gloom. It's yeah. I'm saying we need to be more self sustaining. Right. And it's we 
just to point back at that, we have two episodes talking about if society were to shut down, right. how to prepare for that, how you should be planning ahead. Yes. I mean, if this is coming up soon, like July 9th is yeah. when this kicks off, and you're saying a lot of people are predicting by this fall something big, right. bigger than COVID is going to happen. Yeah. What else is bigger than COVID? Right. Pandemic. Maybe it's, you, you you better get on this shit. Yeah. You better start planning ahead. Yes. Start like stocking up on some food and yeah. supplies think, and medical think about, supplies. You know, your yeah, exactly. Your water, your communication, mm-hmm. fire, heat, I mean protection. I mean, these are yeah. things that not condoms. We're no, not talking about you know, I was just about to say that. Not that kind of protection. <laughs> but maybe, but you know, maybe, maybe if that's the only way you can make some kind of con- you know, trades on stuff, you yeah, do what you gotta do. Maybe condoms <laughs> will be the currency of the future. <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> So we are about out of time. What, what's your prediction, Bill? You think it's going to happen? God, I, I seriously hope not. But again, the way this whole year has gone, and it, it does not surprise me. I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely say it's worth being prepared for. Yeah, yeah. And hope to God the lights don't get shut off. Yeah. If the lights get shut off, well, we'll meet at our our predestinated our meeting our place point. And, yeah. and go from there. Yeah. And we've talked about like. If it's off for X amount of time, we move. Yeah. If it, if yeah. nobody's there, we move for, further. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. that's why we need to buy that property in Idaho. We do. We, we do. do. We need to move on that now. I mean, not Idaho, an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> so Idaho is code for another destination. Yes. <laughs> we don't have a solution for this because, no. like I said, this is one of those things, if it happens, this is going to be... The end all. Yeah. Right. Right. Situation. It's the end game. Yeah. This is going to be the one that the majority, probably, I'd say probably 98% of the people that said they're not going to cave, this is going to be the one that makes them cave. Maybe yeah. even us. Per- right. Potentially us. I, I mean, right. I'm yeah. not saying I'm no. but if that person that's yeah. going to be the, the 10% that survives. I, I'm right. not. But, I yeah. mean, people can't have their breaking points, and this could right. be that breaking point for yeah. the United States. Right. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's gonna yeah. be real hard, and uh, I think a lot of people will will die. I I see the United States as the last blockade preventing a lot of this agenda that they want. I, to I do. I think so too. And a lot of it is because of all the freedoms, you know. Well, freedoms yeah. we have, and you know, I mean the Second Amendment. Yep. And you know, people are armed. They have a certain amount of liberty. They don't want their freedoms taken, and they're willing to fight for it. Yeah. But I mean, you you push people to a certain point, right? You'll break them eventually. Right. The you pandemic didn't families. work. Pandemic didn't work. Yeah. Let's throw in this next thing. Yeah. This this could be the end game. Who uh, yeah. knows? But but I mean, the pandemic has gone so far to split families. Yeah. Right. I mean, the cyber pandemic. I mean, it just is going to take a nudge. That's yeah. all it is. People are already on the edge. Yeah. Well, it was like we said. We were in a tinderbox last year with yeah. not only the p- pandemic, but also like the social justice stuff, like the George Floyd stuff and all the equality and all yeah. that stuff. Um, people losing their jobs, yeah. the economy tanking. I mean, we're ripe for just, like it, you said, just a slight yeah. push and we're back. It's we're not going to take much. Overboard. No, no. So. We're not as resilient now because of what happened last so, year. Somebody said... <laughs> All this is going to happen, and it's going to kick off with Chauvin getting um, let off on a technicality because oh, of what's her face uh, interfered with the. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, who knows? 
who knows. But Hope- stay tuned because it's going to get fun. Yeah, and <laughs> as long as the power's on and the internet's on, we're going to keep doing this and keep covering this. Maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll be doing it from uh, ham radios location. <laughs> yeah, well, on ham radios. In the future here. Right. We're going to get out of here. As always, check us out all over social media. Thanks for watching. Hopefully, hopefully this gets you. Hopefully, you're not just like, dude, you're just blowing this all out of right. proportion. Yes, there's major cy- cyber hacks, but it's it's not going to be that big a deal. They're just playing overplaying this. I hope they're just overplaying I this. I really do. do. I really do. But there's no reason to not be prepared for something. Absolutely. You can't be over prepared. You really can't. Ever. Ever. So we will get out of here. Social media, share us all around. Talk to people about this. Talk to your family, like your 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 wife or your spouse or whatever, about the stuff, even if she thinks that you're a crazy kook. Which At least have a conversation. Go back and listen to some of these uh, former episodes we talked about, about the like the Great Reset or like planning for um, like a breakdown in society and mm-hmm. things like that. We, we've covered all these topics extensively multiple times. So check out those episodes if you want to hear more of those. And otherwise, just see us back here next week. Well, more fun stuff to talk about. More fun stuff. Hopefully not so much doom and gloom, but <laughs> right? you, n- you never know. Yeah. So have a great week. We will talk to you guys next week. Otherwise, check us out for the weekend. Wrap up this weekend as we just cover the topics of what's going on in the world just in general. So in general. Um, we'll catch you next time. Have a fantastic week. Peace. Bye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>